0: The PwC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. P.W.
1: Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
2: Oh, hello, Ding dong. hello,
1: yes that's right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go
0: anywhere else because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, Walker.
3: This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts. Except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection.
1: does and Ricky oh. Starks came charging in he knows that Keith Lee could end this match at a moment's notice God, be careful here oh. My guys, so watch out if this is for a world tag team titles and Keith Lee is like a runaway boss he's, he's like a Washington oh. Breyer on roller oh. huge oh. man the Young Bucks both inadvertently oh. splash oh. Ricky oh, no. Starks in that corner and Starks sent crashing into the champions Wide. He cleared the ring Now yeah, the Young Bucks trying to put some distance between themselves and Keith Lee but Keith Lee maybe closing that distance, oh no! Well yeah, they stops. realize realized Keith Lee was digging a fly in because we've seen him do that! Speaking of flying, look at that by Matt Jackson. Oh and Nick Jackson looking to split the up one! Oh, no. oh Keith Lee caught him! No fair catch! And power box just got destroyed by that man alone. The power of Keith Lee, such a difference maker. <inaudible> he's a difference maker. He changes the momentum in a a heartbeat. Keith Lee looking for that massive power bomb, but Nick Jackson firing in some right hands to the head. And Powerhouse Hobbs now tags himself in. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, now that's it, hit the Hobbs. He's coming in and just bring it, bring it. Matches power. Believe it, Powerhouse Hobbs. Believe it. And this is the matchup people been waiting for. Powerhouse Hobbs. And Keith Lee collides, center of the ring. Looks like a little doll, oh. doll Trump Cup commercial. The, 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 the Rams but headbutting each other. Each are just two studs. Two big men just same thing in mind. Collided the core their body just smashed into each other ex hard as hell keith lee throwing all or excuse me powerhouse hops throwing all of his 270 pounds at keith lee and now limitless keith lee headed up to the ropes what is no oh, keith no. lee can't be doing this oh yes he can Hobbs is fighting out, keep fighting here. Well placed headbutts there, by Really uh, fought out because that was a desperation fight out. Hobbs is going to fly here. Powerhouse and, and Keith Lee. He's athletic enough to do this. Frog oh. Splash by Powerhouse oh, Two chance. two, no! The biggest damn Frog Splash I've ever seen. The a bull Frog Splash. <laughs> And oh, almost got him. Powerhouse Hobbs had to cover an incredible amount of distance in order to land that frog splash. Got a tag. Starks in right now, Hobbs. Get to Starks. And, uh, Nick Jackson, the tag on the back of Keith Lee. Powerhouse Hobbs makes the tag up to Starks as you were advising, Taz. we this one, man. This is Jim. Powerhouse Hobbs sends nick jackson in the corner booting in the face of ricky starts back oh man did you see the head of Hobbs jarred back oh nick's in trouble nick is in a lot of trouble here wait what does ricky starts have in mind he climbs the ropes he walks in and comes off with the cutter the match is over new champions one two no oh, damn it pretty ricky got a great stack on that thing got the The legs bent back over the waist, so he had the momentum there. But it is no secret, the Young Bucks, one of the toughest tag teams in all the pro wrestling, for all their posturing, for all their- Oh, damn! They have great resilience, do the Young Bucks. All three of these teams do, but the Bucks especially. Oh, look at this. Oh, Swerve! Floated underneath the kick attempt, the backbreaker, the lariat! Colliding with the face, I'm not even sure. That wasn't even on the chest, that was on the face of Matt Jackson. Oh, it was Matt Jackson ate that thing and Jackson's in trouble. Matt Jackson backs swerve up to the corner of the lock. to go. The super kick avoided by That one did it! Great teamwork. Sucky, him up like a ah. And Keith oh. Lee super kicks from the box And now a oh. super kick party drops Keith Lee to one knee. The one knee. under scoring he got dropped to one knee. But he is back up on both feet, and oh, well, three times a charm. That was Ricky. Rick, Be careful, oh. Ricky. He let his guard down, and the Young Bucks took advantage. Whoa, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Just sandwiched Rick Knox in the corner, and again got it on the back on the way home. And the Young Bucks now going to the floor. We need a ref out here or something. Nick Jackson grabs... grabs that AEW World Tag Team Championship title belt. I don't like this. The Bucks are up to, up to something sketchy here. Well, they said they are gonna cheat. Oh! They're kick yeah. by Starks! Finish the deal, Ricky! We need a ref out here! Finish the deal, Ricky! Ricky Starks... Oh, the boot from Swerve Strickland! Drop Ricky Starks and now Swerve with the championship in his hands. The ref is still down, seeing none of this. Oh, Swir- What's going through the mind of Swerve Strickland? You better uh, think about it. Well, we've seen like, some stuff in yeah. the past with these two. He tosses the belt down. Oh, oh low blow. Low blow referees. Oh, down on the right side of your Oof. screen. And- Matt Jackson cracks Keith Lee, cracks powerhouse, Hobbs, and one for Swerve as well, the Young Bucks. Oh man, not like this. The Young Bucks are going to steal this. Two, and no! Wow. Pulled out every dirty trick tricky could. Matt Jackson, not enough. But the Young Bucks still, with something up their sleeve, it could be the BTE trigger for Swerve is done that That's is it, it. yeah that the young one two two three no great job Ricky. Ricky starks out of nowhere able to stop the count where did starks come from to disrupt the count he had one job to do and he got it done there good uh-oh. job ricky uh-oh nick jackson look at oh kelly keep... loving arms and the 400 pounder oh the combination Oh no! And, and now Matt Jackson in the grow. no, the Swerve stomp, the bomb, and now Swerve one, two, no! Hobson starts breaking up.
4: What a pile pileup on
1: I-85 here. Powerhouse, oh. 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 Oh, 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 pine baby. on the pine, and the spine oh, oh. on Keith Lee, new champs Trade up is the man. Powerhouse Hobbs. An unparalleled display of dominance. And there's bodies strewn all over the damn place. And Hobbs has taken his pick. Matt Jackson still the legal man. Right for the picking right now, Stalks. Oh swerve. Back Starks out of the corner. Now look at this. The roll up. Two-no. Good counter, good kick. Oh, Rochette Ro- 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 Bowman. Oh. And in the Lumber. rules of this match, the first first person to score pinball will win it. It doesn't even have to be involved, the uh, Young Bucks. Swing and a miss, but the spear! Nice. we like got it. Scythe cutting him in half, no! And this that would've counter as new tag team champions if we if, uh, could've closed the deal. Correct, you do not have to pin the champions to win the titles. Oof! that, Keith, Keith Lee? <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Just taking out that Young Bucks, and Brandon Cutler up on the apron, he's trying to divert the attention of Rick Knox. Oh. Oh! That Power. Power. Ah. great elevation, inside to the out. Over the top rope to the floor. Oh, pops to the right, he landed hard. Keith Lee. Inside the ring, absolute Ricky starts. Oh, just a shot! I mean, that was like a shot on the ear. And a rapid punch right to the back of the head, the ear area. effect affected Keith Lee's equilibrium. Oh, headbutt on target and swerve. What does Swerve Strickland have in mind? Off the chest of Keith Lee. Body, body everywhere, and not a drop of drink. Swerve Strickland taking out the opposition on the outside. Keith Lee inside the ring. What a shot by Keith Lee. Ricky looks like he's about the cannonball over the building. Oh no! Oh my God! my God! That's 400 pounds. Oh no no no! Ricky, move! Swerve, Ricky's get it away! Stop! The swerve, stop! No! Because For this match, and new AEW World Tag Team Champions, Swerve Stringley and Keith Lee. What a tag team matchup! What a turn of events! We'll see you Friday night for Rampage. Next Wednesday, back home here on the Dynamite for Taz and Calpero Jr. Thanks for being with us. So long, everybody.
0: I thank you all so very much. Swerve, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm not gonna take up a bunch of time, I know y'all are waiting on Rampage, but I have to talk about this. I only have three people in my world that I consider to be extremely close to me. One of them I've known for about two and a half decades. I don't know what y'all are thinking. Goddamn, Keith, you old as shit, ain't you? I'm 37, but as you can tell, as you can tell, I'm young in the legs, baby. But listen, my friend, his name is Lucellus King. I've known him since 1998 found out, a little while ago, there was a chance that he may have cancer. As most of you know, last year, I nearly died. I didn't say a word until the threat was gone and passed. There isn't much you can do to me to rattle me against me. But when it comes to the people I love, found out two days ago, Stage four, colon cancer. And I dedicated this match to him and to another buddy of mine named J.D. Griffey. The fact is, I didn't care if we won or lost. The fact is, this is a brotherhood and I'm devoting my everything to that. So, Lascellus King, this is more than just a victory for me. This is more than just a victory for our story. This, sir, is a victory for you and a statement of my goddamn love. I will always be there, always. And when I get back to Texas, I swear to God, I'm gonna get in my car, drive my ass to Austin, Texas, and I will see you as soon as I can, my friend. Stay strong, fight like we've done. Fight harder than we have. Fight harder than I did to live. And I'll be there soon, my friend. I love you.
5: Phil I'm Ain't no use in anybody telling me chill or calm down, cause it's all now. Catch you when you guard down, take your squad down. Whether it's a big city or a small town, lay your bet down, you can catch around. be the next down, let down. I've been bringing it homie, it's been a minute. Anything you dreaming of doing, I better did it. Been in it from the beginning, I'm cooking just like a skillet. I never know what a limit, I kill it until it's finished. Never come in the party to catch a couple of bodies. got you feeling all warm like a cup of Bacardi. I had enough of the police, and I'ma need it indefinite definite. You asked for it long enough, you end up getting it. I rush down, leave your whole team shut down. Gun down like a cowboy or sundown. I'm in here, boy, what now? a tough ground with the arms up like a touchdown. From the underground at top of the heap I got a crumble and this run away I'm rocking the beast My head is stop, get it popping Into squash in the beat Pretend a competition knocking the eat. Now let's get it, let's get it. Put em up, put em up, let me see your head Stay your head The war is on the line, it's in the
6: same
7: an original meaning of bury the action. I'm curious ratchet. I love this is hustle and that's it folks like other secrets We quickly that stuff is redacted you tough and you challenge You wanna test my grind victories the distance between me and opening line I used to hit events so we dressed up to the knives like a terrible elegance and would like I'm the vibe folks Swallow your face and then attack you with the lies like the ultra that's 30- I this from my ring, you perceive one of Thanos got the number 23, so to bling. yeah, yeah This is for fighters who's struggling, yeah
8: For you it's a goal, for me it's all out of spite Think you're hungry? I am serving and I'm taking a bite I've been training since before, my name was even, never said it With the rain and your pain will be proven brutal, never end steady gain I'm a names on the list, ever since I was born Staining hands already in fists fist. you, you probably heard I'm unstoppable, your only pop is from the stack machine in the hospital Build your resume, I'm building an arsenal And going on the hunt like your vision's impossible my, my ability's limitless, Ship stacked. hit me cause I'm going all in on this better Fight back, reckless what's no one before, I forget your white.
3: Seven, the pro six, wrestling coalition five, is on the air four, for the most three, exciting two hours two, of professional wrestling one. podcasting. Around. We're gonna put butts and seats and ears to the streets, and now here you're. To the pwc wednesday night skirmish i'm your host jimmy t and my co-host is back once again evil dose jeff lippman welcome back to the show and how's things man
9: Been all right welcome back to the land of the living you were you were on a walkabout for a while
3: i did for like a few days yeah well practically the week i was fucking feeling under the weather man thank god it wasn't covered again sleep yeah no, i don't want to be a two-time COVID kid that's for sure i'm sure Jago will actually call me out on that but uh yeah man i'm better now i still feel a little bit lightheaded, but uh I need to get back to work jeff so yeah yeah yeah
9: got some shows to do
3: yeah absolutely got a lot of catching up to do and speaking of shows we had dynamite this past week on wednesday well should i say fighter fest fighter but before fest. i get into the Night right. Night one or week one, actually. Night one of four? oh no, you're right. Night one, you're right. Night one because the rampage is also fighter fest, right? But um, does Dynamite have a new theme or or is that the fighter fest theme? Because I'm a little confused. I'm pretty sure the new
9: theme is that the show sucks. Oh, that's not what you meant. You meant music? I don't know. Yes. I'm really I'm really not someone to notice that. But yeah, you're probably right. It's probably fighter fest.
3: Well, Rampage still had Rampage theme and it was Fighter Fest, so that's why I'm a bit confused. Ooh. But you're right, this show sucked, dude. Up until the main event, I hated this show, bro. I'm not going to lie, I, I, I don't know, man. This is one of the worst, I dare say worst Dynamites probably in the history of Dynamite. And the crowd just went into it, bro. Nah,
9: crowd crowd was pretty dead for a bunch of it. And Rampage too. I mean, yeah, they're on two different times on TV, but it's the same night. It's the same crowd. 95% of the time um, but yeah I mean listen it was a nice surprise at the end but the show itself had very few highlights I mean when the highlight is a Chris Jericho promo which we get a Chris Jericho promo every goddamn week that's not a good thing
3: no you're right it's spot on it's true man and like I said I truly feel like this is one of the worst dynamites even though it's supposed to be a fighter fest special I'm sick of these gimmicked sort of uh, dynamites dude I mean, seriously, uh, does it feel any different to you? I mean, it doesn't for me.
9: No, I, I agree with you, and, I, and listen, I understand how they they feel the need to try to make everything into like a pay per view must see kind of event, but like that's the card; it's not the name. The card's going to do it. So it's not like Fighter Fest was iconic. I, I know that they did Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fall in, in during those uh, you know initial four pay per views, but you know those two. They gave away for free. They ended up not even trying to sell those. I mean, so, I don't know. I mean, to make it a two week, four show event also doesn't really seem important. And the card didn't feel all that important. So, I don't know, it it seemed unnecessary, but I, I, I like feel like it's unnecessary to make a big deal out of it I, either. I mean, at some point Dynamite has to slow down and just become a wrestling show. So if they're trying to do that, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to criticize them for trying to do that and pretending that they're not. That's okay. Um, wrestling fans are easily fooled, and in some, and they want to be fooled. That's what sort of what wrestling is—the art of it. But I don't believe it. I don't. I don't believe that they're actually trying to slow down. I just think they couldn't think of anything crazy to do because they're doing something crazy this week.
3: <laughs> crazy. Right, crazy, crazy, exactly. Well, yeah, let's get into it anyway. Speaking of crazy, because we get an TNT Championship matchup between Orange Cassidy and your champion Wardlow. <sighs> Jeff,
9: this made Wardlow look like shit, in my opinion, bro. Your opinion is my opinion. Um, I like I was posting, it to where like people say, "Oh, this is a great match!" and can't wait to see this. So much fun, perfect blend of comedy and wrestling action. no, it was, it was the worst of both worlds, in my opinion. Wardlow, ever since up until the book, bu- the breakup with MJF has been booked pretty well. You can argue whether it was it took too long to pull the trigger, or whatever. But nevertheless, he came out of that thing looking like a star. And then ever since then, Wardlow's been bu- booked like a geek and to steal Alvarez's words, and MJF was allowed to look like a star and steal the, 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 the shine, the spotlight, even though there was no deal worked out with MJF, we haven't seen hide nor hair of him for six or seven weeks now, um, nothing in the dirt sheets, nothing. And I point this out because that stole all of Wardlow's thunder and they were never able to recover. They thought that Mark Sterling suing him and and then having the 20 security guard battle royal would do it. And then the sort of strange stuff with I don't want to face CM Punk. He's our champion. I want to face a a, a champion, a real champion. I, I mean, if you really want to face CM Punk, isn't the easiest way to get there to win the interim championship so that when CM come, Punk comes back, he's going to face you? I mean, I think you and I have even talked about this but it it's 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 been bad ever since so this is his first defense i mean so i my, my last point before you get to anything is that there, there there's two people that would have made perfect sense for him to face which should have been like a mid-level heel that if they wanted to make it a a tough battle fine but if they also wanted to make it a glorified squash even better in my view to keep to get that that built back up and and who are those two people you ask well how about Scorpio Sky's running mate, Ethan Page, for one. How about another suggestion? How about Sean Spears, who we haven't seen since we haven't oh. seen MJF? How about he destroys Sean Spears again? Sean Spears wants to get some revenge. You know, before I was, I was constrained, but I was just trying to protect MJF. I wasn't really trying to win the match. I was trying to soften you up. Let's <laughs> see what you can do against me. All right, come and get a big guy. Let's let's see what you got. That, those are the, those are two guys that would have made sense. Not face on face. It 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 made no sense. And then they gave him 15 minutes to dispatch a 130 pound man.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you said it perfectly, Jeff, because what you just said is exactly how I felt. I mean, come on, man. Like, first of all, why was this match even happening anyway? There was no reason for this match really to happen other than apparently Orange Cassidy was your number one contender. But, uh, Warlow, look, like you said, ever since this whole MJF thing, it's made Warlow look like an idiot. Like, it's taken all his heat away. It's done no good for him. Him not wanting to go for the AEW Interim Championship for whatever reasons because, what, it's not the real AEW World Championship, right, Jeff? I mean, like, it's just so dumb. I mean, is this guy even, like, smart? I mean, it doesn't make sense for him to be going for a lesser belt then your AEW championship, yes, it, it is an interim belt, but nevertheless, it's still the belt right. in AEW. So it it's doesn't wrestling. make any sense at all.
9: Right? O- opportunities aren't supposed to be easy. Together now, you've got a guy who can pick and choose which which title he's going after, and and this matchup. I mean, first of all, it started with dopey comedy with you know the what were their names? Oh, the, the best friends in their matching oh, ridiculous and oh, the chainsaw. Right. I mean, before they go there, you can't beat him. He's too big. So what are we gonna do? We're gonna cheat. We're gonna cheat a lot. Okay. You listen. He gave me a little chuckle. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, he said. Orange right. <laughs> Cassidy <laughs> goes, "I don't care." And you know what? I'm like, you know, I agree with you, brother. I don't care what what these two idiots do. And then the chainsaw <laughs> was too much. Yuck, yuck. And then later on, Wardlow finds Danhausen under the ring. I mean, it's oh, it, God. It, 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 it's like a movie trailer where they show you all of the funny parts during the three minute trail, and you go to the movie, and you're like, Yeah, there's nothing else funny in this movie. <laughs> this was yeah. this was this was this match. And, you know, Orange Cassidy did all his greatest hits. And, you know, Wardlow. he's a smart face, so he's seen them before. We've all seen them before. And he, you know, he pulled out his pockets swell. I mean, the whole thing, keep the hands out of the pocket. But then it became a real wrestling match. And you can't have a real wrestling match with Orange Cassidy and your, your monster. And you ask why? Why? Because people like you have convinced Tony Khan that Orange Cassidy looked great in that match with Will Ospreay, which he did. Ospreay. He just made Osprey look terrible.
3: Well, look, man, like I said, I'm not, I've am not. i said this a million times. I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan. I actually can't stand him. But like I've said it before and I'll say it again, that match was probably the best of um, Forbidden Door. I'm going to be honest, Jeff. Come on, dude. I yeah, mean, I'm just like- going to say what I say. A lot of people
9: thought that, so I mean – I must have not been seen.
3: Really? these. Yeah, they're all
9: the they're people who buy Orange Cassidy merch, and, and they're the ones who convinced Tony Khan they should put Orange Cassidy in matches like this on, on my TV every single week in, well, instead uh, of sporadically.
3: Well, I ain't one of them. Yeah. I was just saying. And really, to make no mistake about it, Will Ospreay carried his ass throughout that match, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's go back to here. But um, Wall ends up winning by pinfall with a powerbomb to retain the AEW TNT Championship.
9: Not first before... Match. Not before Orange Cassie kicks out of the F10.
3: Oh, yes, he did.
9: For no reason. It
3: wasn't even a close two. It was like one, two straight away. Like, you know what I'm saying? On TV. on The opening On TV. On TV. Make Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow looked like a fucking weak piece of shit. It is what it is. And if I was Wardlow, I'd be so upset by the way I've been booked. You know what I'm saying? And... For whatever reason, I don't know. I hope he is because this is silly. First, like you said, MJF takes his thunder. Uh, and, and then we got this crap and him being big and stupid for not wanting to go for your AEW world championship, even though he was the number one contender at that time, mm-hmm. according to the friggin' uh to the standings, right? So right. yeah, I mean, this made him look stupid and uh I think he's lost all his momentum, Jeff.
9: I think the crowd still likes him, you know, for for part of the right reasons and part of the wrong reasons. I mean, one thing I'll say about Tony Khan is he basically knows his in-attendance audience and a good portion of his at-home audience. He doesn't get people like me uh, who are, you know, who who are here anyway, and he doesn't get the casual audience because he rejects that there is a casual audience. People tell him that there's not, but there is. You know, who who's the casual audience? They're they're the people who watched, you know, they're the, the three million people extra who watched WrestleMania because they heard Stone Cold Steve Austin was gonna be on it. I mean there's oh, yeah. still people out there. They're they're the extra half a million or a million people who tune in when John Cena was announced on a Raw. I mean, there's there's people out there, uh and, and there's a lot of them. Um, but, you know, part of the reason they like Wardlow is because he's their WWE prototype wrestler. He's their big, larger-than-life guy. He's sort of taken the place of, of Brody Lee, who they accepted as sort of their bigger, larger-than-life guy. Um, you know, and the other is because he's he's been there since the early days. So he's their, their guy, and they do like an exhibition match. So for them, for me, it's an exhibition match. For them, it's a match. I mean, so... I I did this on the Hammerlock Hangover, and I I likened it to boxing. So in boxing, if your champion wins every round 10-9, none of the rounds are particularly, you know, outweighed or, or, you know, dominating, but they still won the fight easily, or they still won the fight, and they're still the champion. That's sort of how AEW fans like to look at wrestling, because they want to believe it's real, that – champions win is a champions win as long as it's not cheating so so they're they're still the champion they still look just as good and just as strong even if they have trouble beating you know marty mcfly it doesn't it doesn't matter they still won and that's just not that's just not my view my view is more of you know you have you have to have sports entertainment and professional wrestling in in a good mix and right now in wardlow's story he should be dominating and he should be dominating real names it shouldn't be like tony niece and you know, garbage like, like that. It shouldn't just be low carters. But you don't need to put him in a face match where the fans' loyalties are divided and where you have to give the other guy close to 20 minutes. Otherwise, he, he doesn't look good unless you're planning to to reduce him back to a comedy character, which would be fine by me, but we know that's not Tony's plan. So I, I just think it was a bad choice, and and I pointed out two better choices for him. And who were who are, who are two dozen other better choices? Any other heel on the roster.
3: I agree 100%. Uh, post-match, Uh we get Waller offering Cassidy a fist bump, and he accepts it as we get a recap of Pac's successful defense of the AEW All-Atlantic Championship against Shota Umino in Rev Pro. Also, and I just want to say, you know exactly what I'm going to say. So we found out how this belt is going to be defended, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's going to be defended everywhere else
9: but AEW right well done tk right <laughs> well and done th- this this <laughs> is basically so pack can defend the belt other places but but still but tony can justify still paying him AEW money even though we saw in that rev pro that maybe that was a room full of 80 people in, in, in that event and of course it oh, makes perfect oh, yeah. sense that shoto umano would be seeking the all atlantic championship because we know mm-hmm. it represents japan specifically
3: well yeah you're spot on and uh, so i feel like this is a big troll really in in many ways jeff do you think he buckled to the to the laughter and the and the pressure of you know podcasters like us and many others that uh have said you know i mean tk made this bout as the all-atlantic championship clearly we don't have an all-atlantic
9: everything so do you think he buckled under the pressure jeff no, I, I think the person. I, I think he buckled under pressure to pack. I, I think. I mean, I think that this was for Pack to say, "Don't, don't leave. Resign. <laughs> you know, mm, do what you want. Go wherever. We'll, we'll, we'll show footage. It'll give the rub to Rev Pro or wherever the hell else he goes. Really, and does yeah.
3: it? Does it even really give it a rub? I mean, really, this bout means nothing now, in my opinion. Honestly, it kind of reminds me of the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship before it was even a championship in wwf but it was defended only in japan exclusively if you
9: remember pre the 90s i'm talking about even the late 80s yeah bar- i barely remember that but uh, yeah th- th- this belt i don't think was ever taken seriously i mean it, it, i mean it started with a silly name that made no sense and it everything's been you know if you just go from the name down everything's sort of been illogical about it the the tournament, who they put in the tournament, who you knew could possibly win because you knew that there were certain people who couldn't go who, who couldn't be on the Forbidden Door card. I mean, so you knew Pento couldn't win. I mean, it's the whole the whole thing was silly. The flags they chose to put I'm just call it the the equatorial you know, or the or the circumference title, or the or the transcontinental. I don't know whatever transcontinental, they Transcontinental, yeah. yeah. Should have called it the
3: transcontinental championship. That makes the most sense. If you can't call it the intercontinental championship, call it the transcontinental championship. I mean, it's yeah. the same thing, right?
9: Would would AW be afraid of people calling it the trans belt? I think yes. <laughs> that's probably, that, that might be the reason they didn't go for it uh, but maybe they should have leaned into it i don't know but uh i mean <laughs> how about the, the pan continental i mean what whatever <laughs> this is this
3: pansexuals this, jeff this, pansexuals right. that's a real thing too
9: uh, okay how about call it the seven seas championship <laughs> i mean the, or the, or the, oh, or the seven God. oceans or the, the oceanic title whatever <laughs> is it is <laughs> i don't Fucking know hell
3: Whatever they should just is. call it the All Japan fucking Championship at this point. Even though, yes, I know there's an All Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying it'd make the most sense, right?
9: Yeah, call it something. I don't know. All, all I just say, call it the, the PAC Champion, whatever pack, whatever pack wants it. to be. I mean, all I know is this was this was a minute's worth of footage that didn't make anybody look better. This, I mean, it, it looked like literally like you were like like watching Ring of Honor in
3: 2003. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say in 2003 because. One thing I can't stand, I get it, Rev Pro, is, Rev Pro is a bit of a big deal in the UK, no one gives a shit about it here or in the States or in Canada, yeah, we all know what it is, but every time I've tried to watch Rev Pro, I turn it off within two minutes, and not because the is bad, it's their production and their commentating is just disgusting, absolute filth. I cannot stand their production, I can't stand their commentating, and... It is what it is. Until they get better, then I'm not even going to bother. Not that I want to watch it anyway, Jeff. Yeah, right.
9: There's too much wrestling as it is. But congratulations for trying. I I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make that effort. I guess. Well, let's move on because we get Chris Jericho
3: making his entrance and gets on the mic. He says he stands before us as Chris Jericho, the living legend, and Eddie Kingston's superior. He says Eddie said every drop of blood in the upcoming matches for his friends. But being friends with Eddie Kingston is a worse curse than anything Danhausen can ever conjure up. I mean, he goes on to say Ortiz, he got his head shaved and lost his dignity. Santana taken out of blood and guts, and Brian Danielson Jeff taken out at Anarchy in the arena. And then there's Ruby Soho with a mangled hand and a crushed career. I dare say he really wants to say a mangled head when it comes <laughs> to Ruby Soho. I'm just saying. eddie has got to take better care of his chicks. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you 100%. Um, Also, he goes on to say, and why barbed wire? He knows Eddie's a mark for Terry Funk and Ornita and Sabu, but how many barbed wire matches has he been in? Chris says he won the first barbed wire match in Canada when he was 22, and even though the pain was unbearable deep inside, he felt pleasure. But next week... He's not facing Chris Jericho, he's facing the pain maker Jeff, who is undefeated in AEW, and this match is it. There'll be no more excuses after next week, and deep down inside, Eddie knows he'll never be at Jericho's level if you want blood. Eddie Kingston, you got it! Every drop of blood he sheds is one of his sins, Jeff. He'll make a flood of Kingston's blood so huge that no one would be jealous, and Eddie's not a liar, he's a loser. Jeff, he's a big loser, but Kingston's going
9: over next week, clearly. I guess he has to, but uh, I guess putting on a little mascara makes Jericho uh, tolerant for pain. I don't don't know. Um, The promo was fine. It was a little bit long as Jericho is wont to be. I don't understand why the Jericho Appreciation Society has to be hung up in a shark cage and Kingston's crew does not. Of course, Kingston's crew has been, you know, it's, it's been devalued. They're walking wounded, and I guess only Ortiz makes up his crew because... The BCC isn't exactly his crew anyway, and they're they're sort of otherwise disposed. But anyway, it's a. I mean, you you could make Moxley, Regal, Claudio, and Ortiz be in a cage. You could have two cages, like a Batman thing, where it's on a (laughs) they're on a giant scale. (laughs) And by Batman, I mean Adam West Batman from the sixties, not not any Batman the most. Oh, with the
3: pale and the TV series you're talking about. Yeah, that
9: show, Jeff. I love that show. Right, like the jerk would be like. (laughs) Batman, I could kill you with this gun, but instead, I'm going to put you in this giant birthday cake. (laughs) When the candles burn down, they will go through this rope, and the rope will have a pendulum come down and swing. They they create these great Rube Goldberg machines and stuff. I can kill you right here with this gun, but I won't.
3: (laughs) Oh boy, man, I'm not even looking forward to this shit, to be honest, Jeff. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's probably going to be embarrassing, let's be honest. Back over.
9: Will it? Do you think it will? No, I I, I don't, and and well, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes because people love their blood and it's guaranteed here, and also oh. a- had some problems with with uh, barbed wire and fake barbed wire before, and and mm-hmm. people like their botches as well. The only reason I was gonna say no is because the other one was six on six and was a war games, and you know you gained that surprise in there with Claudio, but I don't know. I think I think the draw is more more of the guaranteed blood than anything else. So yeah, I think they will boy well i just want to go on to say
3: if the rumors are true what's going on with Ortiz tears and santana man according to conan apparently they've got real problems and i'm talking about the the two of them and heck apparently santana wants to leave aw and to and to be frank
9: i don't blame him jeff well well he should and they they frankly they should both want that but santana also thinks he can be a solo star which by the way he's right he's about 6162 he's been building up his body Ortiz is never going to be any taller. they're a great team they haven't been treated as a great team but if they're not getting along then then why fake it? Um, but it I, I can tell you that it, it, Conan might be the source that people everyone heard it from, but I, I've had a source from other people who know these guys for longer and, and know at least one or the other if not both of them personally that yeah they're they're they're, they're not tight anymore. And
3: I think you even mentioned that on a on a, on a, one of our shows a couple of weeks back. And then yeah. what do you know that it actually came out? So yeah, I believe it too, man. I mean if Conan says it, it's pretty much confirmed. And like you said, you've you've got sources yourself that, that are close to the guys. Heck, I'm even friends with uh Ortiz on Facebook, but not that it says much there. But uh, yeah, I mean it's interesting to see what happens and and involves antenna, but the thing is would WWE be
9: interested in him, you think? And if so, would he go there? There's only two promotions that pay a living wage. So if his knee recovers, you know, 80%, it's it's the place for him to go because WWE, they only need his knee at 80% for those style that they want. Whether it's ideal for, for him, for his goals, for the way he wants to wrestle, for you know, maybe he doesn't like the cartoonish style of it, or or the homogenized, uh, you know, the I, I would say the G rating of it. Um, but what other options are there? There, there's AEW or WWE, or you have to sign on with the, uh, you know, an Impact or something, or sign on with three or four different lesser promotions and work the indies and basically book yourself, you know, or share it with an agent, uh, you know, going from town to town and and i don't think he wants to go back to working in front of 30 people voluntarily now i've heard he's been doing he's been doing shows like that but purposefully to start to make to get comfortable as a singles wrestler
3: well i hope so he has been doing a lot of singles shit on the indie circuit now for quite a while actually i mean you never see him booked together on the indies funny enough for,
9: not anymore quite a
3: while now right yeah, it's been about so, a year maybe longer yeah, easily, easily. Only Santana has been doing his thing on the indie scene, so interesting. And speaking of WWE, are we getting TV 14 tomorrow night on Raw?
9: No, we're not getting it tomorrow night on Raw. That story was debunked, but uh, right. everyone was sticking to that that there was a memo. It was circulated, that everyone's seen it. The Zarian saw it, Alvarez saw it, Meltzer saw it. I mean, Alvarez said, I saw it 100%. Whether it's real or WWE's trolling them or not, I don't know, but... Hmm uh but uh, i guess maybe it's coming what's that mean I, I, you know i don't know i mean uh, it, you know is miss has tiny little balls No, i have gigantic balls is that is that you know already tv hey <laughs> i mean you know there has been more innuendo going on so i'm not sure if we're going to get it has been actually there.
0: yeah i mean we've story- been getting shit
3: not yeah. bleeped out as well so i mean yeah.
9: I, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get it, but if we are, good because not because I think things are going to change overnight or anything of that nature. But if we are good, it means that the networks, the advertisers, the sponsors, and the company or some majority of those of those constituents, those stakeholders, decided it was a good idea to get that out of the way so that they could try to do something to make the product different, edgier. Hopefully more interesting, and hopefully those things lead to better as well. But uh, really. so if that was a if that was an impediment in somebody's mind, and and it's being removed, that's a good thing. They still have to you know produce a better product. But you know Rome wasn't built in a day. Tank- tankers don't cha- don't turn quickly. You're you're on mute. Yep. Can hear. Uh, well, now you're muted uh, on there. What about now? Perfect. Now you're back.
3: Oh, what the hell happened there? That was I, don't weird. Know. You,
9: I thought you were doing your meme thing again.
3: No, I wasn't actually. I wasn't at all. I don't know what happened there. That's weird, but thank you for time. Do, do I sound good though? Oh, well, you sound
9: the same as always. I don't know if that's a good do thing. My or not, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> as long as I sound clear, because lately again the audio's been a bit funny, but I don't know. We'll see well, what happens anyway.
9: Broadcasting oh, from now, Atlantis I- is tough.
3: It is. Absolutely is. And, uh, and you know what? That threw me off now because I wanted to say something, but, um, I forgot, but doesn't matter. Um, anyway, we do get an Eddie Kingston cutting a promo in the back after Jericho cut his promo. And I forgot to mention how we called Kingston. You stupid son of a bitch, you know, <laughs> in trademark Jericho fucking promo. Uh, he tells Jericho to bring the paymaker, bring the most violent person he can imagine it doesn't matter. He's going to pay with every ounce of his blood. He's going to hurt him, and apparently, he's going to enjoy it. Jeff.
9: Right, and of course, uh, Kingston goes, "Yeah, Jericho gets ten minutes in the ring, and I get thirty seconds." I know how this is going. I mean, this shtick where Eddie Kingston gets no time on uh, in, in backstage pro- segments—it's—it's it's not even interesting anymore. It's like everything is sort of being driven into into tedium, and this is not unique to AEW, but. Remember AEW is supposed to be the smarter, the better company, the one that wouldn't make the mistakes of everyone else. Yeah, right. right.
3: you know what Kingston's son to remind me of actually Jeff? Kind of aew's version of of uh, Sami Zayn in in a weird way, but not exactly like exactly the same, but I'm talking about in the sense that he hardly gets any time for his promos these days. You know what I'm saying like, for example, and he's complaining about it. I mean, you know, you, he could say it's a conspiracy for you know because of Jericho, he's, right? So he
9: sure that's can where, he's, he's right. he can go there if he wants to. Um I thought you were gonna get into the thing where this was Eddie Kingston's week to be sort of body shamed all week and then for people to be like, Yeah, he's fat and other people say, No, he's a great wrestler, he's a great athlete, and like then people point oh, yeah, yeah, Dusty Dusty Rhodes was was fat and he's a he's a, just the whole thing was was so silly. But it actually got me thinking, which I guess is a good thing. I didn't really try to weigh in on that too much. I mean, I'm not trying to compare Eddie Kingston to Dusty Rhodes or to Big Boss Man or whatever. There's been plenty of wrestlers who have Boss
3: been Boss
9: Man, you know, yeah, who have had
3: bad comparison. Not even he was better, in my opinion, than Kingston.
9: Well, he was a huge
3: man. Eddie Kingston's not he a was huge. huge man. I mean, no, I mean, there's. No.
9: I mean, there's there's a difference. There's a difference. A lot of these guys were like six three, six four. Kingston's maybe I think six. Bossman was six five, even wasn't he? Ray Traylor. Well, well, when they bill you at six five in the right, eight, well, it probably means you were 6'3". Right. But he half. was a
3: huge man. I've seen him in person before before he passed away. Yeah, and he's a pretty big dude. And I'm talking about back in the early '90s. I saw him. So, and that's when he was pretty big. I'm talking about 1990. Around that time, but uh, you know, huge so man, but I was right? only a little kid.
9: Kingston reminds me of, not physically necessarily, but not necessarily not, the Sandman. People in ECW love Sandman. He was out of shape, he guzzled beer, he didn't look like he was tougher than anyone, but people, the fans in ECW decided he was tough. And when they decided he was tough, they believed everything about him. And Kingston is at them. It's a guy who obviously is not in shape, but they believe he's tough, and so now they think he's great. Eddie Kingston's not a great wrestler. He's not a bad wrestler, but he's not a great wrestler. He's slow. If he was if he was faster, he'd be he'd be a good enough wrestler, but he looked sort of slow and plodding. Uh, and it's not just because he's out of shape. It's also because he's old and also because he wrestled a style that breaks you down more quickly. And when you're not in shape... That that's four times worse. Take it from me. Um, and I haven't wrestled a style, any style, period.
3: Um any style. Um, Sounds like a strong style, like the opposite to strong style, Jeff. I, any I,
9: style. I no style. Yeah, exactly. No style. Not even <laughs> style, no styles. No style. I'm the options I'm yeah. the I'm like Harry Styles without Harry and No instead. <laughs> so Dr. No Styles. Um that's my new wrestling, Dr. No Styles, along with my uh rap name, which is now K wapo just the letter K. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you gotta do a rap one day, Jeff. I I I just might. I just may I I just may (laughs) surprise you and the entire channel attitude, PWC, Hummy Media Group, Hustle Blow Off, and Hustle Blow Off. All all of the many (laughs) networks out there. Maybe I'll fit them all into, into my song. Um oh boy. I, I can't, can't wait start, to hear oh, this. I'll Don Tony for his wedding. You, you oh, know yes, what in two months, right? <laughs> That's right. And at some point in there, I'm going to end the song with, "It's Drew Yari." No, it isn't. Oh, He's
3: dead. God, I um, hate that fucking intro. Sorry, Drew. I'm going to say it. it now. I love. I love <laughs> the it. oh,
9: It's Drew Yari.
3: Um, shout oh, to
9: Drew geez. Yari. We did a we did a live show this week. The, the two of us. Oh, for you're week. back. Yeah, for his for his Patreon show. Well, I guess it's our Patreon show, though it's his Patreon. But we did it live, so it was available to everyone. We had a chat going, in, and it was a, it was a good it was a good show. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I think he's more like Sandman. So if you love Sandman, then you love Kingston. Fine, whatever. But don't don't tell me he's a great wrestler. But I love uh, wrestling fans. They all they're like, you don't even look like you can ring run the ropes. I can't throw a forty yard spiral, you know, between two yeah. cornerbacks either. While getting pressure but but if my quarterback throws three interceptions in a day i'm allowed to say he sucks because i'm a fan the my 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 standards are not the same as being held to the actual professional in the equation wrestling fans because the wrestlers are are so relatable now they 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 think that that we should be able to do what they do no we shouldn't even be able to envision doing what they do
3: absolutely agree with you (laughs) spot on dude um Eddie Kingston, though, I just want to say, first of all, man, I get it. He's been around for a long time. I just don't. I forgot to mention also that Jericho, you know, spoke about about his depression or that, which I felt oh, yeah. was great. Me that too. was brilliant because I know it's going to, because really, Eddie Kingston's like the king of the snowflakes. Isn't Let's it? be honest, dude. All I'm of is.
9: Jade Cargill right, deactivated but, her Twitter this week. Jade Cargill. Did she?
3: Oh, no.
9: Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean oh. the, the, if there's ever been a, the, if there's ever been a more statuesque human version of the She-Hulk before, who's always mocking people, you know, she's always talking tough on on Twitter. If you can't handle it, just have just have someone professional do it. Just just or just don't do it, period. Nobody nobody's forcing you to be on social media. Oh. But yeah, I mean it's like I don't know when this happened, but it seems like it was around like eight to ten years ago, where mothers stopped teaching their kids sticks and stones may break your bones but names will never hurt you too sticks and stones may break your bones bones but words are truly violence
3: yeah i just want to say first of all jade cargill cut the shit. Cut the, Seriously. shit cut the shit because of all people i thought she was pretty staunched you know what i'm saying like she could handle all that shit right.
9: but clearly all, everything that people invested into aw that they love everything to do i invested that into jade and I'm 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 a little bit heartbroken now that she that she couldn't take the heat.
3: So am I. And and it actually makes me sort of look at it kind of differently. I'm not gonna lie, because that's that's pathetic, Jade. That's
9: right. I'm Sounds considering so rooting for Chris Statlander. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go actually, I'll just go back to my rejection of, of women's wrestling entirely.
3: Well, at this point I might have to start agreeing with you because <laughs> <laughs> seriously, girls. Cut the
9: shit, all of you,
3: all right? Cut the shit. And guys to that act getting... like
9: girls on social oh. media, cut the shit too. And by girls, I mean teenage girls, like 14-year-old girls.
3: You know what, Jeff? I think this going to be the new segment of the skirmish. Cut the shit. Whoever's fucking pissing us off, it's going to be called cut the shit because uh, –
9: That's great. You, you skirmish... give a, a, a segment that I inspired on a show that I'm rarely on. You know what, Jimmy, <laughs> cut the shit. <laughs> 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 anyway.
3: You're welcome, so Panetta. And AMS when yeah, you come back. It's cowboy Panetta. Yeah. Speaking of AMs, where are you, Ames? God damn it. Has it been two months yet, Jeff? It's been it feels like it has. I don't know. Maybe he's working for Am's way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a good one. I, don't, like, I don't think it's been
9: two months, Lance. I, I, I think we're about the five or six I'm... week mark. I know it feels like we're it's like two years. It feels years. like it now. I mean, you're no, you're no, smuggling really. with your bronies like me and Pandata. No, I mean, pretty no, no, soon no, no. you're going to call up Michael Davis and go, Hey, I'm sorry. No, no. I really miss no. you. You're really talented. It's not the shit, Jeff. I'm <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> oh, so oh, so many shits for me to cut right there. <laughs> Which shit do I start with first?
3: Oh, shit. Well, let's start off with John Moxie versus fucking take a shitter, Jeff. Oh um, my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally ta-, ta shitter. Sorry. All right. I won't say take a shitter. But uh yeah, it was it was all right, match. What can I say? I mean, a lot of fucking close calls. We got blood once again by Moxley. And Moxley wins by submission with a bulldog choke. I mean, what can
9: we say? All right, well, there's plenty I can say. And 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 let me start with this. Takeshita, or however you say it, Takeshita, is a oh, really yeah, good wrestler. I've always, Eesh. I've always said this. This was a good match in a vacuum. If you went to an indie show and this was your headliner, this would be cool. However, in the context. It's a bad idea and not a good match. And this is sort of like the Wardlow-Orange Cassidy, except that was a stupid match. Half of that match was just plain old stupid. And I think anything where Orange Cassidy is hanging with the guy as big as Wardlow is stupid, just plain outright. Just... Now this, it's cash... no, he's not small. He's about 6'3". He's in good shape. He's a young he's lion. A match he's much bigger than a... Moxley. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got an extremely bright future ahead of him. So everyone remember I said that. Now let's go to slide. The story here, though, is that Moxley is your interim AEW champion. So for all intents and purposes, he is the champion. He is the top dog. So, A, why is he facing another face and someone that the crowd likes and someone that the crowd goes, holy shit, and chants behind because Tony likes his exhibition matches? No. Again, Moxley, he, he doesn't need the Wardlow treatment, but he should be beating people and beating people handily. You have a very large roster. You want it to be a face? Fine, you're having Dante Martin lose to everyone. He can lose to Moxley again. But I'm not even suggesting that. You have you have a bunch of heels. You have a bunch of... Apparently, you didn't let Private Party or Butcher and Blade go. Let let them lose. Apparently, Helico has been re-signed. Let him lose. No one tunes in to see Keshta But even more so, you want to make the young guy look good? He should at least either be under contract with you or your alleged partner in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he's not. He's on, He works for DDT. He doesn't work for any company that you have a relationship with. What's the point? Well,
3: speaking of what's the point, Jeff, does he ever get a win? Because I believe, I don't watch Dark or Elevation, Dark Elevation of the Darkness, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But as far as him being on Rampage and Dynamite, I believe he's never won a match
9: yeah, no, I, I think he, I think he gets those those scrappy baby face losses, uh, you know, pretty much always. Uh, you know, he looks good, good, in good. Yeah, he, he looks good in in the battle royal. He, but, but yeah, he loses all the big matches because he works for DDT. And I don't know if he's on Dark or Dark Elevation or if he's working for New Japan Strong one day, doing Impact the next, NWA, MLW. You know GCW Southwest Fury Texas uh, <laughs> Northeast Southwest Wrestling Fury. Great Atlantic Wrestling Great Lakes oh. Wrestling I, I Motor City Machine Gun Wrestling I have no idea <laughs> what 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 this guy is doing on 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 the United States. The of Amani
3: Europe. fucking independent fucking pro wrestling climax federation. That's right. Um,
9: uh, uh, Amoeba Wrestling Maryland Championship Federali Wrestling in Mexico. That's right. See C- we know it's not going to be CMLL though we know that much that's the one no, that's the, definitely not that's the one. actually we don't because he's not with New Japan so
3: <laughs> so it does not no. matter. so he can't he can yeah. work CMLL if he yeah. wants
9: we don't even know that well, we can't even eliminate that
3: oh well yeah it's true but yeah like you said tak t- what was it Takshika. T- whatever the fuck take a shitter. Not t- t- not, shitter. No, you are the japanese t- takish guys Takeshka. Takeshka. I, I do like him, like you said. I'm not giving him shit. I actually do like him. But, like I said, Moxley ends up winning with a bulldog choke in a non-title match, right, Jeff? It wasn't even a title
9: match. I'm not 100% sure. I thought it was a title defense. Or maybe it was, maybe it was one of the championship contender matches.
3: Well, I think you're right. I think it was. I think Te- Takeshka had to beat Moxley to get a fucking title match.
9: Which was the lame thing that we've been criticizing the WWE was doing it. And, like, one of the lame things they were doing, that's what AEW decides to copy? I mean, aside from hiring all WWE guys. Well, yeah.
3: The thing what's starting to really irk me with AEW right now is the fact that everything is gimmicked now, dude. Like, everything from their own show to their other show to fucking every matchup, there's always fucking blood, which, fine, I'm cool. But you know what, man? Is this really professional wrestling? I mean, it is professional wrestling, right? Don't get me wrong. But I feel like they're trying to be more ECW now, but a poor man's version, I dare say. Even though it looks all the thing, the problem is with me, it looks all flashy and shit. But you can't have that sort of production and go that ECW route sort of thing. You know what I mean?
9: Think, I think it's sort of more like when Ring of Honor had their partnership with CZW, so there was sort of a combination oh, same of shit in some ways. Yeah, but ECW was sort of like all straight ahead. Um, You know, even Taz, but they still had wrestling matches, though. I guess I, I don't. The answer is yes. I mean, you know, he's very influenced by CZW, PWG, XPW, ECW, Ring of Honor. I mean, you know that that's that's the style. That's what he likes. But yeah, but the gimmicky stuff. Make no mistake that this is this is to spike ratings. This is because he thought that by now he'd have. 3 or 4 million people watching He uh-huh. thought that all of the last wrestling band million. This is what they wanted. That they wanted this. They didn't want WWE. What he doesn't recognize is what they wanted is some combination of WWE between 199, you know, 1983 and 2000. That's what they wanted. They they yeah. want they wanted more giants with with crazy ass stories. Jeez. Oh. I mean
3: that's what he wanted all
9: along, Jeff.
2: Oh, so That's everyone, really everyone
9: wants to be loved by a, a Swiss man. <laughs> yeah.
3: A Swiss? Yep. Well, anyway, speaking yeah. of uh, Swiss but not so Swiss, we get a house of black vignette, Jeff. Um, big deal, right?
9: <laughs> a complete big deal. I mean, I don't understand what Julia Hart's doing here at all. and She looks disinterested, Jeff. She always looked disinterested. That was the thing: as a face, disinterested; as a heel, disinterested. But she doesn't even she doesn't even go for spooky disinterested, like like sort of like vacant, haunted, disinterested. Like you think you like when Alexa was doing the full demonic thing, she sort of was like vacant and like it was like she was possessed. Like do that. I agree. I agree. But they do nothing, Jeff. They do nothing anyway. Just Annabelle Christian a age. few times. How
3: hard is it? It's true. How hard is it? But apparently it is, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it is, apparently. Well, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come to the stage with the varsity blonde in the ring. Oh, no, I don't get this shit. But anyway, Christian cuts a promo about how Brian Pillman would be appalled to know his final contribution to this business was this dog son of his. <laughs> I think like, the audience he's fair talking fair. about Brian
9: Pillman Senior. would would be talking about that how he respected right. Brian right. Pillman Sorry.
3: Senior. Brian, the, the ticking time bomb, you Yeah, know, the the loose cannon.
9: He's <laughs> saying that your dad's dead too. I mean, listen, the first two promos from Christian, I was fine. I wasn't like they're important. This case. one was oh, silly. silly. Yeah, this, this, this one was this one was silly. Though I was pretty critical of you know the stuff with Matt Hardy because I I I in no way, shape, or form do I believe that Jeff Hardy. Did or was capable of giving informed consent for that? Anyway, wrestling heels, but the, it's it's just it's just feeling forced now. It's like the only reason the varsity blondes were there was so that they could do that to to Pillman, and then the match wasn't even against Pillman. Now, now listen, I absolutely appreciated they put up the picture of of uh, Griff Garrison and said, "Who does that remind you of?" Because one of the funnier things that happened in AEW was one of the first times we saw Griff Garrison. Some, somebody said. Who's this jungle man? <laughs> so. Well, yeah,
3: I mean, and he goes on to say that he looked like Jungle Boy as as I'll and I'll continue. Um, he goes on to say how uh Griff Garrison uh was uh, something was bothering him, and Griff Garrison and he couldn't put his finger on it until he realized he looks like fucking Jungle Boy. And then we get Griff Garrison versus Luchasaurus in a squash match as Luchasaurus ends up winning by submission with a tar pit. As we get away from this awful, awful segment, not only was this shit, straight up shit, Christian Promo didn't even, it's like he didn't even believe what he was saying, let's be honest. Right. He even knew he was fed fucking chicken shit, and he couldn't turn this shit into chicken salad.
9: Right, it it, it felt forced, and luchasaurus just stands there like a statue the whole time he should at least be like pacing like he wants like you know sort of like slower like he's like fucking facial fucking expression might do some expressions like you want to kill yeah something like a be like abyss if you can't be kane be like abyss look like you you want to get and kill someone and you're barely being restrained but i mean the part of this match was the the choke slam on the table and the table didn't break so they did it a second time (laughs) until the table broke and so Brian Pillman's got that mullet. He had to be the recipient of that terrible, you know, uh, oral beating. And, and then he had his partner <laughs> thrown on him twice, or he had to be <laughs> land on his partner twice, uh, you know. So I don't know. I mean, the varsity blondes, they, they, they really should be praying for non-renewals. Oh,
3: man. And you know what, man? Once upon a time, I actually felt like Grief Garrison was kind of all right. He had a future. I don't know what the fuck I was on back then, Jeff. There's somebody <laughs> because, from,
9: I remember fuck. from the Solo Monster Sounds Off group, and he still, and we still uh, uh, correspond. We talk on Twitter. He follows me, and he chimes in every now and then. Every time I think he's gone, he, he chimes in again. But he used to love the tag team of Master and Machine, and one of them was Kirk oh. Harrison. Yeah, weren't they in NWA? darned if i know i i i barely i barely, barely remembered who they were in ring of honor except for the guy who's not griff garrison had the most ridiculous 80s retro like flock of, remind me of no yeah. you're
3: right that's exactly a throwback to the to the 80s professional wrestler which i didn't mind that's what i liked about him right even his promo like delivery was kind of like that but now you don't even hear him talk he seems to have gone backwards really he's gone backwards he's not improving in any sense and that's all on TK and
9: AW. Well, he's not getting the work in, I guess, or or maybe he's not trying, or maybe he's being paid too much for too little. I mean, you know, I I don't know. Maybe maybe he gets paid more to be an underwear model. I I have no idea. I don't I don't know anything about Griff Garrison. Um, you know, the and the only thing I know about Brian Pillman Jr. is he's dumb as paint.
3: Very dumb. He clearly takes after Metheny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I know. I shouldn't say that she no more because she's not with us anymore. But uh yeah, just saying. This is a um, skirmish. Well, that's it. It's a skirmish. That's right. But um post-match, we get Luchasaurus, choke Simon Griffin to Pillman Jr. And through the timekeepers table, as you said. And uh which you know took a while to break. But mm-hmm. then we move in from more from that crap to more crap as we get 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, I interviewed backstage. They go on to say they're sick of cages and have questions, and they want the rest of Eddie's pals in a cage too. Gus, which is a valid point. Garcia yeah. says he gets why they want him in a shark in a shark cage. He's nasty. He's dangerous. And Willie Uda's been doing his best Daniel Garcia cosplay for the last six months, and he's going to take the Ring of Honor Pure Championship from him at Death Before Dishonor. I don't give a shit, to be honest, Jeff. Uh, yuda will beat fucking garcia anyway come death before dishonor and i just want to say you know why we're getting shark infested waters at fighter fest dynamite next week because we needed more gimmicks right
9: mm-hmm. well it's also shark week
3: exactly spot on that's exactly why and because of discovery they're promoting shark week so
9: and you know what exactly discovery is promoting during dynamite a- WWE biography WWE Oh bullshit no way yeah, yeah that's oh, what they're that. that's the we I saw the uh, commercial at least twice on today AEW shows for for WWE biographies, which is fine listen listen dynamite cool. advertisers doing raw on smackdown i mean it, it, it it's all fine it's just it's just funny i just remember that like aw fans more in the early days and now they get so excited they'd see a dynamite commercial anywhere or a dynamite billboard and they'd be like so look this is big time it's like it's freaking advertising time. what what do you think <laughs> what? i mean did, did, did you did you really think that those two or three million fans were going to come by themselves by- oh you did <laughs> yeah you, d- you still do okay oh boy all right yeah but the, the shark cage thing yeah i mean they had a very valid point but daniel garcia doesn't seem like someone anyone's afraid of and this Wheel of Yuta daniel garcia match to me is like the drizzling nightmare of a wrestling match I me mean, it's it, it takes me back to like tracy williams versus reptitis on ring of honor which is like oh please no is, this is the most kind of Ring of Honor type of yeah. match. They love these boring matches where it'd be like a guy like John Walters, who by the way worked dark this week. A guy like John Walters will, uh, you know, wrestle Chris Hero for seventeen minutes, just doing you know ca- catch, catch and catch wrestling, uh, you know, and all catch game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. know. What do they call it? Uh, and catch, it doesn't catch game. Yeah, you have like Timothy Thatcher matches. I mean. Just like, ooh, ooh. I'm Tony already
3: Tony, creaming in my panties, Jeff.
9: Tony Deppen versus Mark Haskins. Just, just, just the stuff that nightmares are made
4: ooh.
9: of. Ooh, ooh.
3: <laughs> that's, that's now that's a fucking nightmare right there, Jeff. Seriously. And
9: and is this, is this really shit. a rivalry? Like they could have made this a rivalry, except they sent the Super Junior story. <laughs> And, and like, they, they, like I don't think these like in the beginning they sort of paired these these two off together, but we haven't seen much of them like squabbling or fussing and feuding any more than any of the other cats. In fact, the only one that seems to have any sort of rivalry is Jericho with everyone else. Yeah,
3: it's it's true. You're spot on, dude. I Gavara
9: is Guevara even still in the Jericho Appreciation Society. Kevara? Yeah, we don't even see him. Apparently, we just he didn't. is.
3: Apparently, he is. He's, Where? But we, we don't see him. him. So Ty- they are playing hide and seek. Yeah, uh, Ty Conti is doing his dirty work now. Do you think that maybe he's hiding with Kip Sabian? Well, I'm glad you brought him up because you know what I was thinking during the show? What? Where was Kip Sabian? I mean, if they were going him, to plant him in the crowd for the last how many weeks, right? And now they do nothing. What was the whole point three weeks ago of doing that shit while he's sitting in the crowd with a box over his head?
9: You just don't understand long-term storytelling.
3: Oh, oh, that's
9: you're right. Wait until I'm a new sorry. wrestler comes in with a with a box manufacturer gimmick, and he he has his guys take Kip Sabian out of the yard and say, "Here's your missing box, boss,"
2: <laughs>
9: and then you have a feud start.
2: Uh, Genius,
9: not just not just the hat holder people.
3: It's, that's
9: that's that's yeah, story,
3: no that's. You like my haircut? Do I look good? I do. I was going to mention that off the air, but uh, I didn't, but I'll mention it now. Looking Bang. very schnazzy. Jeff. Yeah. Very schnazzy. La, La Sicario gave,
9: gave me a haircut and a shave today. And a shave. Yeah. And a, and a shave.
3: Yeah, oh, down boy. here. Not, not here
9: yeah, off. my neck.
3: Down, down where, Jeff? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. You know where, Jeff. The Lorena <laughs> oh. Bobbitts. <laughs> Well, <laughs> if only we were sponsored by Manscaped. There you go. Free plug. Really? Yeah. I've got Manscaped. Listen, sponsor us. I do. I've got Manscaped. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sponsor us, man. God damn it. It's also good for your, for, your, for your pitties, too. It is. It's good everywhere. Anyway, want, why are we still You don't playing want to look there? like a French or
9: Israeli woman.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Well, as we come back from the commercial, we get everyone's favorite fucking cowboy, Jeff hangman adam page he's interviewed backstage and he seems a little disappointed i mean shit i know i would be
9: <laughs> oh, God, i didn't get it first of all he's, in, he's not in a cowboy outfit i mean even though his cowboy oh, out- outfits or country music lifetime he was very movie. colorful jeff he was yeah, he was very a colorful. Shirt with like like a scarf on his head or something it was it wasn't even a do-rag or a it was like a babushka
3: he was – maybe he was trying to, like, uh be
9: French. Could he be the it was, French?
3: It was like – Young boy.
9: The, like your your grandmother's wore over their head, like the plastic thing. Yeah. that just came from the beauty parlor and the has done. So it would cover it but not push it down. He had, like, one of those on his head. I don't know what it was – and he's saying nothing of consequence. Then the, the dark order it's come over and they're like, We're gonna get the house of black. Let's go. They they beat you up, so we're gonna get revenge on them. Let's go, let's have a match with the house of black. And he's like, Okay, guys, let's have a match with the house of black. <laughs> so I figure it's it's a six, six okay. man match.
0: It wasn't I'm a match. I don't know <laughs> if that's oh,
2: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm,
0: yeah, it's was really disappointing what happened at the battle Royale, but you know, you guess you win some. Oh, hi guys, how what? you doing?
9: Fuck! Oh god, Jeff!
0: <laughs> oh, Joe, Johnny, Hungry, your pee, your bulge <laughs> looks so big today. That's great. You must oh, be feeling oh, good. Fuck.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh man, I feel. I don't know if I feel bad for Hangman at this point because. Yeah. He's done, bro. He's fucking done. And Dustin Jeff, he's just done.
9: Yes. I mean, he obviously is requesting this. He wants to still be with the Dark Order. Really? Or is he best friends because he's wearing the same colors as the best friends? Ooh,
3: ah, see right the long term.
9: <laughs> long term storytelling, Jeff. Imagine them asking Orange Cassidy, do you want to be the leader of the Dark Order? And he goes, I don't care.
3: Yeah. You know what he would do, Jeff? He'd do this.
0: (laughs) The the good news
9: is we can still have Anna Jay become the leader of the Dark Order, which is the only thing that could possibly resuscitate that group.
3: I'm all for it. I'm just saying. I'm all for it. She
9: just celebrated her 24th birthday earlier this
3: week. Wow. She's a baby, dude. Damn. I'm I'm like 14 years older than her. What the fuck?
9: Yeah, I'm like 14 years older than you. (laughs)
3: There you go, touche That's right (laughs) Anyway, she looked great actually And actually her parents were were front row in Savannah, Georgia Where apparently it's not her hometown, but close to her hometown They kept sort of emphasizing, especially Taz
9: Yeah, they're going to be in Duluth, Georgia soon Which is, Duluth is like sort of a suburb of Atlanta Oh, okay, is it really? Yeah, so that's, that's where they, yeah. So I guess they're sticking around the Georgia area, but I, I don't know if if they're afraid of Atlanta or the rent is too high or, or what it is. But they're uh, they, they seem to be going up to a bunch uh, of secondary markets there, like the yeah, is, is maybe like third favorite.
3: fucking third fucking rate right markets. Let's be honest, dude.
9: Yeah, like like I, I'm not sure how it compares to like going to Hoffman Estates instead of the United Center in Chicago, but I have a feeling it's even further removed. Like I, I think it's sort of like when Ring of Honor would go to the UMBC arena here instead of, you know, a, instead of the the Towson Stadium or or any of the Baltimore arenas.
3: Yeah, and apparently they sell out fucking places, right? I mean, geez, they're trying to be WCW by staying down south. I mean, especially Atlanta. But if it's a suburb of Atlanta, why don't they just call it Atlanta? I mean, why they, do they make it seem?
9: Because it's not even really a suburb of Atlanta. I think it's outside the beltway in, in Atlanta. I mean, it's been—I yeah. went to Emory, which is in the, which is, uh, you know, it's it's Atlanta. Um, it's it's DeKalb County, not Holton County. Um, but if memory serves, Duluth is outside the beltway, which we I mean it's 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 like its own urban area, but it's not it's not what you call a big city. It's like. How Towson is to to Baltimore, or maybe like Rockville is to D.C. I don't I don't know any Australian counterparts and and. Well, I was going to mention
3: it, and actually, be, I was going to say like Craigieburn in Melbourne, oh. which is well, it's not in Melbourne; it's just outside of Melbourne, per se. Do you know what I mean? I guess mm-hmm. it's sort of the same thing as as what you're saying. Like, like it's not 40, that far, but yeah, Right, yeah. exactly. Something like that. I right, spot on. That's exactly Yeah, but but is. they are
9: going back to Chicago for the next pay-per-view. They're going back to Chicago again for All Out, for like for, for three events, the Dynamite, the um Rampage, which I guess will also have uh Dark on it, or Dark Elevation or both, and then All Out, which is so they're they're going to be there all week. I'll be all out by that point, Jeff. I I'm, I'm wondering if Chicago is going to be All Out. I mean, they they, they really all that market.
3: Yeah, they they really they they really over fucking staying there welcome dude in chicago i mean come on tk stop fucking being a pussy and start venturing off to different places i hear they want to go to the uk apparently dicks
9: they, i they say don't really want. they don't want to pay for the uk but i mean you really do risk being considered a regional promotion if you keep right. going I to mean, the same cities i mean wcw I mean, rarely ventured out of its its safe zones as well
3: i mean they, they right, could, but they, they still went. I mean, they still ventured up north, but not as much, like you said. But they still went there. They still went to the west coast. They pretty much still went all over the world too. Like, well, not all over the world, but Australia, the UK, Canada, Japan. That's about it. South Korea or no, North like Korea, the, sorry.
9: I mean, I understand, uh, they, yeah. I understand they don't have uh, the infrastructure of a WWE, and they so so the logistics. Well, they act like, like they do, Jeff. Well, they pretend, but I mean, right, you could exactly. do. Green Bay, you know, Milwaukee, and then Chicago. Which they have, yeah. Right. Or you could do, you know, Indianapolis, Gary, then Chicago. I mean, you, you could you could do three That's cities culminating and sort of go in the same direction, or God forbid, you did Cincinnati one day, Indianapolis, and Louisville, not necessarily in that order, and stayed in a little try but tried different cities. And no, they haven't gone to Kentucky yet. I don't think. Right. Uh, I don't think so. And I'm not even saying that's a that's a great place to go. I'm just suggesting that there's plenty of places where there's, you know, some fairly big cities that can support. You know, that the, you have a, a 8,500 seat arena where you can only sell 6,500 due to up with the wrestling. That you're probably going to sell out 6,500 tickets. Say you sold out and stop telling us you made over a million dollars at the gate because wow. that doesn't matter. No, you know, you you, you split tickets at the gate with. Ticketmaster and the venue and whatever, you're you're making your money on pay-per-view buys. You're not making your money on merch buys and things like that at the stadium. You're doing it on AEW.com or, or Pro Wrestling T. So stop pretending, get the pay-per-view buys, go to other cities and slowly you know Get rid of this reputation. Shut up people like me who are saying, ah, you're just a Chicago promotion that goes out from time to time. You know, ECW was a Philly promotion. You could go to, to six cities in the ECW safely. Sure it was a big deal until you until you passed Pittsburgh, and then nobody cared. You know, don't, mm-hmm. shut up people like me saying things like that. But right now, That's if it's true. not Metro New York, Metro Chicago, and a few other places, they don't know what they're going to get.
3: Oh, you're right. I totally agree with you. And uh, I wonder why. I mean, I don't know if the, you know, since TK is a fucking stats guy, right? He's a numbers guy, apparently, right? So Mm -hmm. I don't know if he sort of gauges, you know, the other markets where he thinks, you know, they don't seem that popular there or no one really gives a shit about AEW. Or is he, is it expenses? He just, he's a tight ass basically and doesn't want to, like, you know, fork out the money to travel more on the West Coast, say, more often. I, I mean, I'm know. hearing it was a mon- a
9: monetary issue. No, I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to criticize him for acting like a business, but, you know, he, he's, he's got his different angels or demons arguing with him, and one is, you know, first of all, it doesn't seem like he's operating like a business because everyone knows they're losing tons and tons of money, and he signs wrestler after wrestler after wrestler after wrestler. Yeah. Some of them are on per appearance, so people shouldn't, you know, everyone's like, he signed Parker Boudreaux and Two Dimes, and no, oh, they they, they that's worked what hard. They worked on – he he didn't sign them. I mean, you know, Tony Deppin was there. yeah, he didn't sign Tony Deppin. He hired him to work a match or two matches or ten matches, but he's not under contract. But whatever it is, it's – you know, I I appreciate that. But you also – if you're going to try to be a national promotion, what I'm saying is you can do both. You don't have to go to Phoenix if you don't think you can sell out Phoenix. You can go to the suburbs around Phoenix and then to a couple of other cities. If you you know you can always sell Vegas, but so then you try, you know, you know you try Reno. You try, you know you try Salt Lake City, but you don't go for the biggest bill. They only sold like twenty five hundred tickets for this past dynamite. The building was half empty. So what's the difference? Goes try try to sell out a four thousand seat place in, in in Salt Lake City in. Right. Uh, you know, in in Park City Idaho or Boise or whatever, wherever there's a college town.
3: And there's no shame in doing so, right? I mean, shit. It is what it is. I mean, fuck TK. Just do it, man. Anyway, we move on to the next matchup where it is Claudio Castagnoli versus Jake Hager. Um, You know what? Claudio sort of impressed me in this match, just the way he was throwing around uh, Mr. Hager. But uh, Costagnoli ends up winning by pinfall with a Ricola bomb, which more looks like a Mishinoku fucking bomb or a Liga bomb, but whatever. It's called a Ricola bomb. And uh, yeah, it was it was all right. I mean, it was there was fine. no match it was, was fine. Just, yeah.
9: It was it was, just a it was, there was nothing TV wrong. With match. Decent team. I mean, they were trying to make it out like there was this giant rivalry from, from the past. I don't oh, even yeah. remember them as a tag team. Um, were they? They were a tag team? I don't even remember.
3: That's what said. Oh, they wait said a minute! He said, Wasn't he part of the "We the People" thing with with Dirty Dutch at one stage? Costagnoli? I'm pretty sure he was towards uh, the later end of that
9: story. They or said that they had a hundred matches together as a tag team. Now listen, back then in WWE, right. that, that that would have been three months of house shows. So that that's well, that's yeah, nothing. That uh, sense. Uh, but but uh, I ha- I honestly have no idea. I don't remember it. At all. And anyway, I don't think there was any bit of rivalry rivalry. I mean, they were trying for this backstory. They didn't need it. All they all they need to do is go. One was part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. One was on the winning side. Hager's mad that that Claudio got the win. And he's out for he's out for revenge. That, that's that's all. So they don't need to fake some nonsense from 2008 that, that nobody remembers, you know, for a team that was rather inconsequential.
3: Well, speaking of not remembering, we're getting very close, Jeff, because backstage we get Hook, who is interviewed but not really interviewed, and he was asked about his undefeated record. He says nothing and walks off to send us to a break. And uh, what's going on with Hook, man?
9: Are you we done? Me, you tell me, Are Jimmy, we done? what's going on with Hook. I hate to
3: say it, man.
9: They have no idea what to do with him.
3: hate to say it. and it's, 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 I feel bad. I feel bad for him, but uh like you said, they they really don't know what to do with him and uh
9: it's reverted. He's
3: just looking more childish
9: the more I see him now. Right. Like he started talking and started being coy. Like it looked like they were gonna have like a little soft romance going on there. That's, now all, it was, that's you know, the
3: impression I'm getting, dude. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. But, that's but what no, I feel no, like is gonna happen.
9: But now they've they've reverted to like he's not saying anything. And she's like, Is there a title in your future? And he just looked at her and walked off. I mean, like why even accept the interview time? Why, I mean, it would be a better storyline that we've asked Hook for interview time and he declined our, our request for an interview than this. This is stupid. You accept it and you say nothing? You you, you look – I mean, it's not like she said, yes, Hook, you have an undefeated streak, but I wanted to know, do you wear boxers or briefs? I mean, then you look at a cross-eyed and you walk away. She's asking, are you eyeing the time? does he bullet? <laughs> <laughs> but she's just – I mean he says she's asking about a title and he walks away and he, he you
3: know no sells her what 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 is this? Well, fuck if I know, Jeff. I don't have a clue. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I don't know. I'm sick of it. It's the same old shit mm-hmm. week in, week out now. And yeah. uh this is a great br- gonna...
9: promotion with time management issues. So just cut this nonsense off mm-hmm. until you figure out something to do with the kid.
3: Well, that's a perfect segue to cutting the shit, TK, uh-huh. because that's what you gotta do, my friend. Cut the shit off fucking dynamite and have the show flow better because this was not even needed. It wasn't even necessary and it was basically for nothing and it done nothing for hook and it done nothing for us. It done nothing for anybody. So, uh, yeah, cut the shit TK because like you said, Jeff, time management issues, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Really? Whatever, whatever that means in AEW. Um, as we get back from the commercial break though, uh, we get thunderstorm backstage, Jeff and team dmd where they snipped back and forth and uh there was a couple of you know your typical AEW under the table sort of mentions like i'm going to bury you and uh what was the other fucking comment it was bury she, and something she, she else. gave her
9: a sandbag she actually oh, gave, yeah, that's right actually gave her a physical sand. but the thing is as soon as brit walked into the camera shot you could hear the crowd roar they have been waiting for some energy, for a personality in, the, in these women's Everyone's like, "Ruby Soho is going to do it. Tony Storm's going to do it. Athena's going to do it." Ain't none of them done it. It's it's still Brit, same as same as it was since night one of that Jericho cruise. It's been Brit now for two years, and and no, she's not a good wrestler. It doesn't matter. She's actually good enough. just be honest. All right, come on. Barely. She's barely good enough. She she's got she she got much better than she got worse again. You think? He- She's basic. She's as good a wrestler as Anna Jay or taikanti are.
3: Oof, oof. That's a big one. That's a big one. No, but not. she does have a charisma though to her. Uh, that's what I'm saying.
9: That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what. That's Which, what. You that know, obviously, is. you
3: can hide that shit. You know what I'm saying? You, you mm-hmm. can hide her fucking, her weaknesses. Obviously, and you know she's good at emphasizing, her plus side of things. So, yeah. Look, I don't know if she's that bad. Like Anna Jay bad. Although, Anna J has sort of improved, and we'll get to that. But um, this was cheesy, and I just want to say that the AEW Women's Champion continues to be a fucking loser, Jeff.
9: Right. And I'm I'm
3: saying that because she lost in Japan on top of that. To a nobody. To to a nobody. I watched that match, mind you, and it was silly. You know what disturbed me the most about that? That damn referee, dude. (laughs) That referee, if you watch that match, it's disturbing. He's a fucking... I don't know. He's a pervert. Let me and say that. And that's just kind
9: of a rematch with that same wrestler who's from Joshi something or other. That's Joshi Perero, right? And, and of course, she's going to win in the rematch here, but you are it's going to be another 12- or 15-minute match with somebody that nobody cares about, nobody wants to see. this. So, you know, there's enough commercials that you don't need piss breaks anymore, but if you still need piss break time, this is it. Stop giving us people we don't want to see. And, and you've got Thunder Rosa... With Tony Storm. If Tony Storm is supposed to be a single star, why is she in a tag team with Thunder Rosa? If Thunder Rosa is the champion, why is she in a tag team with a name, Thunderstorm? I mean, Tony Tony Storm does not feel important now. Athena doesn't feel important now. The The only people that feel important are Jade and Britt and Layla, the Layla Gray, the interim baddie, feels more important. Then she's probably feels like the third most important person, re, female wrestler on the card, over Serena Deeb, over Mercedes Martinez, over Thunder Rosa, over Tony Storm. Over the the list goes on. So when I say three, I am not forgetting anyone. I mean three. I mean uh, Britt Jade right now interim baddie. Interim baddie. They love the interims in
3: AEW. I will point out though the the feeling I'm getting though. And I'm probably wrong because, you know, AEW or TK in particular doesn't think that deep, right? But I'm thinking Tony Storm will probably turn on Thunder Rosa. And I hope that really does happen because like you said, she feels unimportant here. I don't give you... What's the point of them being an actual tag team when there's no women's tag team division
9: anyway, Jeff? I, I have no idea. Uh, and, you know, you know... J- what she just going to do? Renew hostilities again, again with Jamie Hayter, who nobody cares about anyway, when she's now with, with um, Britt Baker. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, faces turn on heels, but she got she just got there. She's she, <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with any of them. Again, I, I've said it a million times. They should just stop pretending and get rid of the women's division altogether.
3: Well, speaking of cutting the shit, Jeff, why is Rebel not Rebar, whatever the fucking name? He's still fucking part of this company.
9: I, I because Brit really likes her, and that's the way things work.
3: And and as far as the British female goes, uh, the one thing I fucking uh, I noticed first of
9: all, is she put on weight. Jamie hater? don't get me started. Yes. You know? she, she, she was she was not. Oh, sorry, fat I'm fat Jamie. She 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 was oh, not. She she was she was never what anybody said she was.
3: And there was another thing that I noticed, and I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. Boy, she has no fucking chest.
9: Oh well, she never did. And then <laughs> She's what she flat does. For that, a solid chick, bro. Well, that's because they're they're not fake. So they're droopy, like Christelle right. uh, Backler. I mean, you know, <laughs> un- unless you do what Jade Cargill does or or Charlotte does, that's what happens to real women. You get nothing or you get droops. Real women. There's <laughs> the key word.
3: Real women, but no wrestlers that are female right here in AEW. Anyway. Uh, We move on. Speaking of females, we do get Anna J. The fact that
9: everybody likes is the first to go. The fact that nobody wants is the last to go. That's just the way the world works. True. Good point.
3: Well, we get Anna J. versus Serena Deeb in a a match that really shouldn't have gone this long. Should have been a real squash in my opinion. But Serena Deeb wins by submission with a serenity lock. As post-match, we get Mercedes Martinez running out and makes a save. Then we get Mrs. Fucking cut the shit herself, Jade Cargill, and her baddies. Jeff, uh, uh, interviewed interview backstage. But before I get to that, I want to point out that Mercedes Martinez looks like she's even put on weight.
9: Yes, she did. Yeah, her, um, yeah, her her, 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 she, her bottom half is definitely
3: a lot thicker than it was. <laughs> oh, I know. I know she's Latina, and they, you know, and they, you know, they got pretty thick down there. But you know, in general. But that's too thick. Well, she never oh, was be before. Honest.
9: I mean, she was always she was always a, a stick like woman, solid yeah, great woman, tall, tall right. and lengthy.
3: Right, but now she's getting tall and uh, wide, shall I say?
9: <laughs> when people <laughs> get paid to do nothing, that's what happens.
3: <laughs> Literally, get paid to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, like I said, Serena D ends up beating uh, winning against Anna J. I will point out, Anna J looked a little bit better than usual. Look, she's great looking. She's great to look at. But um, that's it. I mean, that's all she is. You know what I'm saying? Uh,
9: This whole thing, I mean, while here's the thing, you know, with WWE, people take turns. So sometimes you're going to say, why is Chad Gable losing? Because it's his turn to lose. Next year, he's going to win. You know, and then next year somebody else who's winning now will be losing. That that's the way it works. That's how they tell stories with AW. No one's ever supposed to look bad. Um, so that's sort of, that's sort of the box that they're they're stuck in, whether you like it or not. But the story here is supposed to be Serena Deeb leading to the Mercedes Martinez. So it should have been brutal to cause Mercedes Martinez to come out because this wasn't that big a deal. Um, and then the secondary story was Anna Jay was sort of nursing her wounds and Ty Conti was saying, you've made some bad decisions. And if you want to be on TV and be like me, you've got to make some better decisions. Remember, we were best friends and everyone loved us. And now, you know, they barely remember you, you know, yeah. so, you know, that's either going to be a feud or, or, you know, Anna Jay becomes evil. And her and Ty take over the Dark Order and maybe they put some, you know, actual wrestlers who are scary in it.
3: Yeah, Jimmy Crackcorn corn, and I don't care, Jeff. Straight yeah. up. But, You're right. Um, Actually,
9: now that I say it, I'm bored with it too.
3: Yeah, it's it's like that. I'm not going to lie. But um, anyway, we get Jay Cargill and her baddies interviewed backstage. She and Ciara Hogan berate Layla Gray and Stokely Hathaway. Tells her that it Talk about no Ciara Hogan. Yes,
9: that's right. Like her blouse was blouse, and there's nothing to cover.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know. Speaking of flat, right? Um, she does have ass though. Jeff. I'll Give her that. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hathaway tells her to trust him, and they're going to be watching Athena and Chris Well, excuse me, Statlander. <laughs> Commentary hypes up the next couple of shows, and Jay Lethal interrupts to cut a promo about how he's going to take the Ring of Honor Television Championship so off of Samoa Joe. Yeah. His promo was good, though. I'll give you that. That was actually sure, a good promo it, by Jay Lethal.
9: He's been giving the same promo for seven weeks now, so it better get good. <laughs> Right,
3: and he looked believable, except standing next to those other two goofs, just totally t- took away his whole fucking believability. Though,
9: how does he look believable when he's wearing his business shirt with like a, the the white beater underneath it? And stand next to Sanjay Dutt, and then there's this one guy who looks bigger than the two of them if they if they combine themselves <laughs> into Voltron.
3: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. except except uh, uh, what's it called lethal and frigging uh, Sanjay can be the arms. Yeah, yeah, you, could take, you, could take,
9: you could take lethal sanjay make jonathan gresham the head and, and you can oh, take uh, two more the former Ring of honor, guys though. all right take the rest of the foundation take tracy williams and red titus and make them the legs and they're oh. still smaller than that other than than satnam sing
3: yeah what the fuck how did Rhett titus even have a
9: job as long as he did dude he had no idea he still does have a job he's he's in nwa okay. but I wow. also heard someone say, why are they still doing these promos? Samoa Joe's not even going to be healthy in time for Death Before Dishonor, which is news to me. I, I, I knew that He's he was healthy, hurt. Man. I thought he was. I thought, he, I thought that he was just doing this voice actor thing. And, yeah, yeah,
3: that's why. He was filming, and that's why he hasn't been around. He's not hurt, man.
9: Well, I don't understand why you have to voice act and you – can't take one night a week off. I, you know, but whatever it is, that's a, But I, I didn't oh, think that, I didn't think that he had an injury that was still active. Who cares
3: at this point? Because, uh,
9: let's well, be honest. All right.
3: I can't be. Well, well,
9: you're yeah, going to do- I- get death before Dishonor. We're going to do a watch along.
3: <laughs> I am going to get death before Dishonor. And hopefully he doesn't fucking put us to death, actually, Jeff, because, uh, we are or look we'll, we'll get into that but i was going to say what, what what's the point of a ring of honor women's championship right now when they've got really no women in this ring of honor women's division tk right. it's okay to cut the shit because at this point the ring of honor fucking women's championship is a is just shit that you need to cut at this point and it's okay not to have it you don't need it right now there's already yeah. too many
9: freaking women's championships you could have stopped the whole thought at what's the point of this Ring of Honor?
3: Well, yeah, there's that, but I'm I'm trying to fucking give him the benefit of the doubt
9: for that, right? Well, if but he's going really, to there is no fucking, fucking Honor, women. Well, right, well, sure there are. There's as many women as he decides to allocate from from, from the- AEW just like the men's roster. There's no Ring of Honor men's roster. Do you think? Do you think having Grisham on and and all
3: that shit, right? Do you think that's a bad thing that they're on Dynamite or Rampage? Even though he's crying to be on fucking Dynamite and Rampage more often, right? But because they're trying to fucking make Ring of Honor, supposedly, a thing again, shouldn't they just keep them off TV? But then again, he's not even sure if they're going to get a TV contract at this point. So, yeah, like you said, you might as well just fucking kill the damn thing. Yeah. I hate to say it, but it's it's AEW. That's, that's yeah. what it
9: is. But bad for who? I mean, so, I, you know, for Gresham, no. You know, for, for Moriarty, who was in this story, no. For Tully Blanchard, no. But, I mean, that's another thing. I guess that's a different show. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, you have so many people we'll under contract that. with Rampage. You, I, I mean, under AW, you have so many stories that sort of get forgotten and, you know, sort of get up and whatever. You know, so if you can cut, you know, two you know you're 25 25 minutes worth of matches per week and dedicate them to AEW stories I think it's better for AEW in 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 the long run
3: Yeah, I agree well look we need less of this (laughs) right and uh let's be frank right we need more of this yeah more (laughs) more hush money
2: payouts
3: (laughs) no no No, no, that's that's this guy yeah more (laughs) you're fired Anyway, speaking of fired, uh, it is fighter fest after all, right? Jeff, I forgot it isn't for it, isn't it yeah. Right. Um, and I just want to point out that Jake Cargill looked absolutely so much taller than everybody in that segment backstage, including Shivani.
9: That's right. Well, that's that's some of the shit he has to cut. He's short.
3: He absolutely is. And uh yeah, I, I didn't know Jay Cargill was a snowflake. Um, anyway, we do get our main event, but before we do, you brought this up earlier, but I'll, I'll just say it now. Ty Conte visits Anna Jane in the training yeah. room and tells her she needs to start making better choices for her career. And I want to point out that Ty Conte, you know what she reminded me of the way she spoke here? She
9: Zha Zha of, um, who? Zsa Gabor.
3: No, um, what's it called? Um, oh my God. What what's that show from with, uh,
9: Snooki uh, from the journey tour?
3: No, 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 Eddie, Ed O'Neill and, um, and what's it called? And he's married of Oh, no, uh, no,
9: no, no, no,
3: Modern family. Modern family. She reminds me of her, the way she spoke in this sort of segment backstage.
9: Well, she's Brazilian. Gloria, I think her name was. Gloria, right? Yeah, yeah Sofia Vergara. That's it. So, we, she, we, can she, have, she, we can have, we can yeah. have, we can have come in and play the role.
3: <laughs> well, she, you know what? They, they kind of do look alike. I'll give you that, Jeff. So, uh. But, yeah, that's what it remind me of. And I will say, Ty Conte has improved leaps and bounds since she's been with Guevara, not in terms of in-ring, but her promos, she's not that great still, let's, let's be honest. But
9: they have improved, and that's a good thing, I guess, for her. She's playing the mean girl, and that, that's that's a character that should be easy to play, and, and it's not for everyone. But you're right, yeah, she's yeah, she's fine. And this and she may, the scary thing is the heel, heels always tell the truth, and she told the truth. Taikanti's made a lot she of bad. She she's still hanging around with those losers and that other loser Hangman Page and that triple loser Jungle Boy.
3: And she's with him literally in real life. So a yeah, legend. loser. Well, you you think he's gay? I mean, <laughs> <are> you <laughs> Which is nothing wrong with it. If he likes to swing, you know, one way, he's Jungle Boy after all. He likes swinging.
9: Why well, so, can't uh, anyway.
3: Right. Absolutely. Well, we move on to the main event finally, and it's between absolute Ricky Starks and powerhouse Will Hobbs versus Swerve in our glory holes in Limitless Keith Lee and Shane Swerve Strickland versus the Young Bucks in Matt and Nick Jackson for your AEW World Tag Team Championship and the Bucks are your champions for this match. What a great match. I mean, it was a spot fest, but it was a great spot fest. And uh, maybe because the whole show sucked up until this point, let's be honest which made this match actually look so much yeah, better than what it cause, was. It's more of that
9: because the match actually was sort of discombobulated, a little clunky. There were some there were some good spots, and Hobbs doing the frog splash was definitely impressive. Oh, my and, God. And, and
3: especially, I didn't think he was going to make it. I'm thinking, why is Keith Lee so far, like, away from, like, he was more, he was a little past the middle, man, it felt like.
9: Yeah, he, he looks like he, he's too dense to be able to to make that far, but he, he made, he he got it. Um there were some weird spots here where Swerve was was thinking too long and too hard, a very pregnant yeah. pause on turning on Keith Lee. But uh, I don't know. I mean, is it time for us to just to acknowledge that, that Starks and Hobbs are really just the butcher and blade? They're just there that you're supposed to believe they can That's win harsh. but they're never going to win.
3: That's harsh, dude, because they looked so good in this match. I won't lie. I actually think they're starting to get really over as a team – but, like you said, are they, is AW and TK in particular looking at him as your blade and butcher? And more importantly, are they even still part of Team Taz? Is hashtag, Team Taz even
9: still a thing? Hashtag fire Taz. I still carrying that FTW title for reasons.
3: <sighs> oh, well, fuck. Uh, I don't know what's going on anymore, but Midway. it was a great match. The only thing that irks me, what was the point of the Bucks winning those? damn belts in the first place, only for them to drop it now, when originally I actually was saying that I would have rather Swerve and Keith Lee win those tag belts back at Forbidden Door, and you I true? feel like if they were going to
9: pull that trigger now, they should have done it then. I I agree with you. that that In fact, I predicted Swerve and Keith Lee. I believe you you picked Hobbs and, and Starks. I did, but, but I wanted uh, Keith Lee and Swerve to actually win it, but I didn't think they were going to win it. Here's what I heard. Uh, it doesn't really fully answer your question, but that the Bucs were never supposed to win and that they wanted the Hardys to win. And then what would happen? Oh, yeah, you nailed yeah. that. Now, they still could have made a different choice, but instead they chose the Bucs. Why they're trying to avoid the Bucs versus FTR for all of the Belt? Too. too. Where, I where mean, the fuck was FTR? I mean, seriously. I mean, that seems like something the fans would want, but maybe that's. Maybe that's a new Japan or AAA thing where they don't want that to be the case. I mean, obviously, Ring of Honor is Tony Khan also, uh, or maybe FTR doesn't want to risk it. <laughs> maybe the, maybe they're not sure that the that Tony Khan would do them right instead of doing the Bucks right. I, I don't know, but that that's the story. But uh, listen, this was a nice surprise. I I, I, was, I was so sure, like everyone else, that they were heading towards a unify all of the tag team belts. The real champions of the world, undisputed. Nobody could right. contest. Them, not even, mm-hmm. not, not even the Usos. Um, no, not but, even. but but no, they they went with uh, Swerve and Keith Lee, which swerved me, and yeah, yeah, it was a nice <laughs> surprise, it, and it came on the the eve of Keith Lee announcing that. Well, he announced nothing. He he made a very cryptic text that, of course, or tweet that everybody said, "Up, oh, Keith Lee's injured, he's sidelined for a while, and like it's been triple third sourced and turned." Turn, a friend of his was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which is terrible. But like everybody ran with it, including me that, that because uh, you know, all of the journalists were, were reporting it as if he was injured and sidelined and why wouldn't we believe it? them, you know, but uh, it wasn't the case at all. Anyway, it was a nice surprise. Glad they won. Um, I would just point out that on the men's side of things in AEW, that everyone except Wardlow is an ex WWE guy. Um, in even in Ring of Honor, two thirds of their champions are ex WWE Mercedes Martinez, FTR, and uh, Deeb. well, she she's not the champion yet, it's it's Mercedes, oh, Mar- yeah, but I'm saying XWB person in, in, the, in the contention, but um, yeah, FTR is a champions. I mean, Yuta is not, but Samoa Joe is their TV champion. And does anyone think that Claudio is not winning that world championship against yeah. Jonathan Gresham? So, I mean, you know, well, maybe some people do, but I don't. I, I, that is a weird choice, by the way. You're going to have a guy that's legit probably 6'4", six, 6'5", six, against a guy who's oh, maybe 5'2", 5'3". 5'2".
2: I'm
9: Just not honest, joking. He's, he, he, that's his height. He's, he he's not, makes the top rope. Yeah, it's it's it's... It's about, I mean, I think it looks. It's a terrible visual on TV, especially in an it arena, that's not like a high school. It is. I mean, <laughs>
3: he's
9: he's pocket Hercules. No disorder. He, he <laughs> can't control how tall he is, but it looks pocket it, it literally thirds. Uh, it just. It's just. It's just an absurd visual for him. He's just so short.
3: And think about it. Not even that long ago, maybe about two years ago, he was much smaller physically as well. Mm-hmm. He, oh, he was nowhere near as big as he is right now. So imagine he was the same size a couple of years ago right now, how bad that visual would look. At least he's put on a lot of muscle mass, but yeah. he's still a little motherfucker.
9: Yeah, him and him and the wife are eating a lot of that uh, horse feed.
4: Ooh. Ooh.
3: Absolutely. He's on a lot of horse feed, that's for sure. You're right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, swerve in our glory holes win by pinfall with the swerve song from Shane Strickland. On Ricky Styles to win the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Yes, that's that name is so. It's a terrible. Sorry, name. but it's, it's gay as it's very gay. No, it's it, not it, in it, a happy sense.
9: No, it is. It's a terrible name. I, I cannot believe they could come up with something else.
3: Yeah, it's why can't it be Basque? Not bask in our glory holes. I mean, why can't it be? Some you said it. I believe actually the alternative name what was it jeff
9: i don't know i i don't remember I'm, i say so many brilliant things but I, I i don't know i mean there's there's plenty i mean there's plenty of things that you could do how, how about the kill shots i mean why not kill that shots right i mean bring back kill shot yeah why so, not just just call them the kill shots when we take our shot our bullets don't oh, swerve and <laughs> they finish
3: yeah exactly it, fuck, it's the money fucking shot I know Venis used to call it that, his finisher. But you can fucking read. I mean, they cosplay everything. So yeah. I'm sure you can go that way. So hey, why not? When Keith the Lee does that shot.
9: unnecessary dive he does over there, you know, his swan. Time. Oh my God. He, he, dude, he, he fell him. on his. He calls dude,
3: that the bear cat. He would have broken it. The what? He could call that the bear cat. Oh God. Yeah, the bear cat. That's a good one. It's a good dig to WWE too. Why not? Right. I mean,
9: what he looks like a bear cat doing that fucking move. What was that, the, you, know, they, they, you know, Swerve can call some move the hit row when, you know, with his double stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, hit, the row. hit
3: row. So instead of the drive by, it's the hit row. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Absolutely. That's tremendous, Jeff. That was actually great. I'll Thank. give you that. Absolutely great. Um, but that also threw me off. There was something else I wanted to point out, but um, I guess it doesn't really matter at this point because that was the end of the show, Jeff. I was. But um, do you think we're going to get a long run? with uh, swerving our glory holes as champions.
9: Steve from Hammerlock Hangover absolutely feels like they're transitional champions. And I define transitional champions as less than two months. Now, I think that they're going to make it past this pay-per-view. So I'm going to say that they will not be transitional champions. I think they will have the titles more than two months. Is it more than five months?
3: I don't know. Hmm. I agree with you. Um, First of all, I didn't know Steve watches Dynamite. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to point out, that's Steve. It's, it's and, hard to uh, tell sometimes. Yeah. And to be fair, they were the the people's sort of uh, choice when it came to them winning the AEW championships if it's not FTR. If FTR was in the match, they would have all been FTR. But at that match at the Forbidden Door, I feel like the fans wanted Bask in our glory holes to win the tag team championships, but they didn't. And nevertheless, they ended up winning it tonight. On dynamite, and I think we can take it home finally, Jeff. Let's do so, um, it. So, let's do it because we got to do one more thing. But tell them where they can
9: find you on Twitter. You can find me at Icarus Fell MD. Uh, on uh, other wrestling podcasts, you have at Hammer, You have Hammerlock Hangover, and we're on Twitter. That's at Hammerlock Ho. we're for Um Man. My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Garden of Doom is uh, mostly on the esoteric and variety. We did a show recently on Mars and also did one on the crystal skulls and human skulls. And today I recorded again with one of my favorite guests, Reverend Jim Willis, where we talked about Canaanite and Sumerian mythology, but we also talked about first contact protocols. Um, And and we went back to Anatolia and a whole bunch of things. So a great conversation coming up there that, that you'll all hear at some point. Garden Views is more topical. I've been very legal, very much on the space. I just recorded, the, the episode I dropped this week was with a, world, uh, a world-known a world professional belly dancer who's actually on the UNESCO Council, um, but mm-hmm. the two shows, the next two shows are going to be one on cryptocurrency, talking about the volatility in the cryptocurrency market with my crypto expert, um, he believes in it, I don't, uh, and also with the, uh, one of the uh, the the executive director and co-founders uh, and member of the board of directors of the Space Court Foundation. So they they deal with issues regarding s- space, but they uh, they get uh, law students and they place them in internships in universities around the world. And and basically they pursue all the same stuff I do. So that's another good contact and relationship mm-hmm. with an organization that this guy has made all by himself with no help.
3: So yeah, so we got some cool stuff coming up there. Bravo, bravo, Jeff. <laughs> Absolutely. You did it all on your own, and that's true. Um, if you want to follow me, you can right here at DJ Mass Effects on Twitter. Also at the PWC Network. Um, more importantly though, please like and subscribe at the PWC com, where everything will be right back up once again after my little layoff. Um, also, please like and subscribe at jail. the Pw hustle. I was in jail. Shh, don't say nothing. Um, Also, please like and subscribe to P.W. Hustle. You can also find us right there with the Wednesday Night Skirmish. Also, Hammy Media Group and channelattitude.com and the theblahoffpod.com. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He's Evil Dose Jeff Liman. And you've been listening and watching the P.W.C. Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the P.W.C. Network and on the P.W. Hustle Networks.
9: Peace. Stay evil, my friends.
1: Best night one live here on TBS. Wardlow looking to defend, make his first defense of the TNT championship against Presley squeezed. Orange Cassidy, but Cassidy driving the head of the champion in that top turnbuckle. Yeah, it's impressive that Orange could do that throughout the break. Man, he was getting destroyed. Orange Cassidy was now utilizing his quickness here. Orange, the diamond cross body. Wardlow staggered but doesn't go down. Catches the challenger, hoists him up. Cassidy. Oh, the shot block to the knee. Smart chop down that big man bring him down smart attack that knee Wardlow got taken off of his feet twice oh, by orange oh, cassidy great little comeback here for orange great comeback also oh, use his whole upper body like to drive the man almost like an offensive of lineman oh wait got caught maybe the power bomb. No. orange was thinking beach break but instead put himself right in position for the power bomb look at that, the grip around the left right. leg. Well, the hook of that leg like that, Excalibur, is the key to prevent the powerbomb. Oh, maybe he can't prevent this, though. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa! Oh. Orange escaped out, countered with a DDT. Beautiful counter. Orange is on the hop. And now Orange Cassidy comes through. Another DDT! Oh. Talk about exclamation points. You gotta get going to get ooh. One, kick out on just, one. That's an exclamation point of a kick out. i not kidding. Me. That shows you how much it's gonna take to keep the big man down, I mean, just that. Guys, Wardlow landed flat in the middle of the skull. Okay, how big and strong you are. And he kicked out on one. McCassidy looking for the Orange punch. Wardlow avoids, and now, uh-oh. Oh, he's got Orange off the F10. Match is over, no one's ever kicked out. Nobody two, kicks out of this. Three, no! Oh, orange, Cassidy just kicked out of the F10. I don't think anyone ever kicked that out here in, in AEW. That is the first, and Orange Cassidy still in this TNT Championship match, and still to come tonight, John Moxley and catch takeshka meet one-on-one in AEW Interim Championship Eliminator match. Claudio Castagnoli and Jake Hager collide. Plus. The main event, the AEW World Tag Team Championship title match, three-way match, swerving our glory. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starch challenge the Young Bucks, and we will hear from Chris Jericho with a response for Eddie Kingston. I think Cassie's fixing to be done here, maybe. He's gonna get him with this powerbomb. No, he's still fighting Orange Cassie the heart of this guy. Orange Cassie laying in the right hands, but the power of Wardlow there, Tony. Yeah, stay low. That's what he's trying to do. Trying to break the grip. That's what he's doing. He's trying to press right. punch in the wrist. That was smart. But look at this, Wardlow with just his right arm. But Orange Cassidy takes Wardlow down. The work on Ronda now Orange building up speed. Tope Suicida. I mean, Orange Cassidy able to avoid the power bomb in so many different variations and ways. And Wardlow sent to the post for a second time there. And that time it worked. Early in the match, he tried that, Excalibur, but it did not work. Yeah, Wardlow was able to put on the brakes, but not that time. And you hear this great crowd in Savannah. Cheering on the challenger. Again. Cassidy, the diving DDT, intercepted. And the strength and power advantage for the champion. Now Wardlow. Orange caster oh. versus Stunned Dog Millionaire. Loads of impact down. Oh. Orange punch again. He's still on his feet, my God. The champ won't go down, but Beach break. He nailed it. I got it. your champion, TNT champion. Oh. Wow. So close. Well, I think we can say he with everything. Yeah, Orange Cassidy pulling out all the stops. Can't stop now. You got to keep that pressure on the champ. Orange, you know that. Stay with it. And don't let him get to his feet. My God, look at him on his hands and knees behind him. Wardlow just ate three consecutive shots, but he's still getting up to his feet. But Wardlow! Oh, God. Caught the Orange punch, the power bump, and the win! winner of this match and still TNT champion, Hullo. What a battle, what a match for the TNT title. Orange Cassidy guys just went for that that, that big orange punch one too many times and he got counted and caught by the champion. I, I think he learned a lot here as a champion too about how to win a match and be resilient as well. You mentioned that Wardlow gonna be a fighting champion With that TNT Championship, and if this, oh wait a second, Wardlow picking up Orange Cassidy. We see a Powerbomb Symphony right in front of him. Oh, respect. Show respect right there. There you go. the challenger from the champion. Respect from the TNT Champion.
4: I stand out
1: here in front of you tonight, not as Chris Jericho, the sports entertainer or Chris Jericho, the wizard or Chris Jericho, the rock star. I stand in front of you as Chris Jericho, the living legend. And Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston superior. I want to address a lot of things that Eddie said over the last few weeks. First and foremost, Eddie, I didn't make you a liar because you are not a liar. I promise you that. But you are a little bit confused and I'll tell you the reason why. A little bit off base. You challenged me to a barbed wire everywhere everywhere match. The first barbed wire everywhere match ever. And you said you were going to do it because every drop of blood of mine that you shed was for your friends. Uh, Really? Your friends? with friends like these, right, Eddie? Let's talk about this. Everything you do when it comes to friendship, Eddie Kingston turns to mold. Being friends with Eddie Kingston is a worse curse than anything Dan Housen could ever conjure up. And let's go through the list. Shut up. Ortiz. Eddie Kingston's friend. I shaved his head and took his dignity. Santana, Eddie Kingston's friend. The Jericho Appreciation Society took him out of blood and guts. Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston's acquaintance. I took him out and out of the arena. I did that. We don't know when he's coming back. And then there's Ruby Soho. Eddie Kingston's ruby. Well, what did that get her to be your friend, Eddie? A mangled hand and a crushed career. The reason why she has that mangled hand, you stupid son of a bitch, is because she's your ruby. You should've taken better care of her. And now, look what happens. You need to take better care of your chicks, Eddie. Would you challenge me to the first ever barbed wire everywhere match? Why barbed wire? Hmm, I know why. You're a mark for Terry Funk and Onita and Sabu. But how many barbed wire matches have you had? How many barbed wire matches have you won, Eddie? Because I won the very first barbed wire match in Canadian history at the tender age of 22 years old. I tasted the sweet sting of Mother Barb Wire's bite at a young age. And even though the pain was unbearable, deep down inside, I felt pleasure. I'm just as sadistic and as maniacal as you are, Eddie Kingston, but you underestimate that. You underestimate Chris Jericho because of my massive accomplishments in the business and my movie star good looks. But next week you won't be able to underestimate Chris Jericho because you're not facing Chris Jericho. You're facing the Painmaker. Undefeated in AEW, and that's not a lie because much like you, Eddie Kingston, I'm not a liar either. So why am I accepting this match for the first ever barbed wire everywhere match? I'll tell you the reason why. Because this is it, Kingston. This is the final fight in the Kingston Jericho saga, and what a saga it is. But once I beat you, you can crawl back in your little hole and continue your drinking and drugging and depression and mind problems and mental issues and every other... Shut up! And every other excuse you have to cover the fact that deep down inside, you know you will never be at Chris Jericho's level, ever. If you want blood, Eddie Kingston, you got it. Because once again, you said every drop of blood that you caused me to shed equals one of my sins. Well, the only thing that can wash away my sins, Eddie, is the tidal wave of your blood, a massive flood of your blood, so large that Noah, the ark, and every animal aboard it would be jealous. If you want blood, Eddie Kingston, you got it. Because like I said, you're not a liar. You're a loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. He gets five minutes. What do I get? Jericho, bring your pain maker, please. Bring the most violent person you can bring,
4: because it's not gonna matter.
1: Look what you did to Ruby. Look what you did to her. Look what you did to him. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay with every ounce of your blood. Chris! I'm going to hurt you and enjoy it. <laughs> See you at barbed wire everywhere. Oh, this is my
4: outline. Now, I don't know either of you from Adam, but there's something I find extremely annoying about the two of you, the varsity blondes. Now, Pillman, it's not even that stupid mullet that you're walking around with, although you'd fit in quite nicely with the imbeciles here in Georgia. Here's the thing, Pillman, just like Jungle Boy, you had a father, Stop but your father was a legend in this business, legend are other people's words, not mine, in my opinion, Brian Pillman, your father was average at best. He wasn't a walking, living legend, multi-time world heavyweight champion like I am. That being said, I respect the fact that he spilled his blood, sweat, and tears in the middle of that ring. And I'm quite sure he wouldn't mind me speaking on his behalf, saying he'd he'd be appalled knowing his final contribution to this business was you.
1: Christian Cage never met a low road he didn't like. Now, Griff,
4: you went on social media this week And here's the picture. I wasn't sure what annoyed me about it at first, but here's the thing. The hair, the look, the physique, the aura, the athleticism. I couldn't put my finger on it at first, and then it hit me like a ton of bricks. Luchasaurus. Does Griff Garrison look like Jungle Boy?
8: Luchasaurus and Griff
1: Garrison set to go one-on-one here tonight and it seems like Christian Cage is not done with the psychological warfare on Jungle Boy I guess the look like Jungle Boy has has motivated Luchasaurus to stalk to the ring and he has to get out of the way does Griff yeah well he's got to be careful because Griff Garrison is a heavy hitter he's a a big young athlete but Luchasaurus is massive Luchasaurus just picks up Griff Garrison and, and wow Reverses his grip and a German suplex by Luchasaurus Tough landing right there, Garrison getting out of the ring because his head got rocked oh. That was a nasty uh, German suplex ready, Garrison putting some distance or trying to put some distance between himself and Luchasaurus but Luchasaurus, that massive hand right between the shoulder blades of Griff. Overall, one of the most athletic and now vicious men that we have in AEW. And, what? Oh, and you heard Christian Cage calling the plays on the outside and Luchasaurus is doing his bidding. You know, like it or not, and I don't like Christian Cage, but I'll tell you, he is renting space in Luchasaurus' head and, and he's got this guy motivated and his confidence is at a whole new level to be lethal and deadly. And we're witnessing that right now, the Luchasaurus. Right. Oh, the grip on the throat, the choke slam in the center of the ring. You... One more, he's saying one more. And again, Luchasaurus just listening to him, blindly following oh, Christian Cage. How about the elevation he got Griff up? And Griff's a big man. Well, this is obviously a direct message from Christian Cage to Jungle Boy. And Jungle Boy uses that finishing technique, the snare trap. Luchasaurus calls this the tar pit. And Griff Garrison with no choice but to tap out. The winner of this match,
0: Luchasaurus.
1: Well, ever since this change in demeanor by Luchasaurus, he has been undefeated. There's no question oh. about the dominance of this man. Uh, and he just does whatever Christian Cage directs. He's just like the offensive coordinator, coordinator down here, running the plays. Brian Pillman Jr. putting his body in between. Oh! turned his attention on Christian Cage and Luchasaurus with the headbutt to the side of the head. Yeah, that distraction's all it took for Luchasaurus to capitalize, thanks to Christian Cage. Hillman never saw it coming, uh-huh. and now he's not going to see this one coming either. A third chokeslam oh. on the timekeeper's table. And that hurts like hell. That table did not break and I think he, Luchasaurus is going to do another one. Uh, Again, yeah, now! And driven through the table by Luchasaurus. Yeah, he has to right now. He feels the momentum's on his side. He's got Mox on the ropes here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hell of a kick in the corner by Takeshta, but an even better elbow strike now, Moxley. Oh, Tekeshta actually gets his feet. Attempts that German suplex, Takeshta. Oh... sheer Drop freebuster! Buster! Look at oh. this! One, him. two, no! Not enough weight on that far arm, man. Yeah, I don't think after that one, I'm not so sure look on his eyes that cash even knew where
0: he was. Oh, I'm not... He's losing blood. He's getting knocked about. He's, you're not... He's, he's fighting on instinct. It is that true fighting spirit that he has. Takesh Take.
1: to the forward splash, but Moxley the he's knees up! has got him cradled up, up. Mox has got him. Two, no! Again, you gotta stand, right? You know, so not only does Mox have an experience advantage, but he has big match experience championship match experience. Oh, he's got this real choking real good here. And but he changes changes tactic oh, and now, yeah, I'm looking at the Tommy, yeah, the cross arm breaker Tami, and Takeshita Oh, oh he blocked he it him. out. Takeshita The terrorist yes. is is in real trouble here. That's tell you, tear a bicep with that juji gatami and that's it a needs took to, to roll, roll, roll towards correct. Rolls calls him not away. That's it. Roll in. He rolled into Moxley. And the reach of Takeshka allowed him to get his boot on the bottom rope to force the break. I think we, we were not on the same page. We thought he was going the other way. Which yes. would have definitely tore that bicep off. You up. see Takeshita, though, clutching that arm very close to the body. Moxley, right hand across the jaw. He loves to fight, Mox. But so does Takeshka. He's bringing it. And Takes Moxley down. Tekosta now with a chance here. Might be a mistake. Be careful. Kozuke Tekosta takes to the skies and drives the world champion down to the match. Bernie's left arm on doing that though. While also after that, Juju Katami to cross arm breaker. Right. There could be a slight tear in that bicep. Who the heck knows? But watch this. Tekosta, 230 pounds, crashing down on Moxley outside the ring, and now inside the hole. ring. Front. Splash to catch the upset two oh, so close. Damn, that was close. William Regal, you got to be feeling a little nervous, my friend. I think <laughs> before you say yes, my silence. I know, <laughs> it speaks I it volume, speaks silence. volumes. Yeah, I don't blame you. And to catch the Moxley exchanging elbows from their knees. You can see Takesta his head bobbing backwards. And now Moxley, the left and right. Oh, what a flurry. Yeah, yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. right on target with that one. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, buddy. Oh, that's a tough way to spend a Wednesday night. Swing and a miss by Takeshita. Great drop down. And the sleeper in, Takeshita, comes behind. Blue go can he cover him? Can't he needs to the... capitalize right now. This is his chance. Well, One, down? Oh! I think the cover obviously was towards the Mox side because the offensive move was done by Takesta. But both men firing their shoulders up. the bomb right there. And now Takesta looking for the jumping knee. Moxley blocks it. Boot to the mid-second Shit! He spiked Takesta, And elbows. now the hammer and anvil elbows. Tekeshta, fading! I, I, you're right, you're right. The paradigm shift did it. It's not done. Oh, he's oh, looking for the death rider there! Tekeshta! Rolling elbow strike! The German coming! German suplex! One, two, three! Oh no! no. Whoa! Man, <laughs> So yes. Only a pro of John Moxley's experience could have possibly got out of that German suplex. Wow, there. I completely agree. And remember, Kanosuke Takeshi is the man that wrote his graduate thesis on the German suplex. He is as close to a master of that hold as you can be, as he's now looking for the straightjacket German. I hear oh, right now, it's not about academics. No, <laughs> it's very much like. like watching my old friend Takayama doing that then. Unbelievable! <laughs> Many fans thought he won it with that German. Oh, oh but a death Ryder! By Moxley, the high angle paradigm shift, and now the hammer and anvil elbows. Oh, Moxley I'm just might to end this match if, here. The kids out. Man. Yeah. And, I, well, look at him. Look know, he's at still, him. still Oh so no, Moxley! On. Bulldog choke. If he can flatten out Takesta, this could be it. to Oh, Takesta forced to tap out.
9: Is your winner the
1: AEW HRM World Champion John Moxley? What a battle! Yeah, man, I need to say this. Lord William Regal, your man survived. He survived. He survived. He survived. But I hope CM Punk sat at home realizing
0: that he has to survive John Moxley now.
1: I'll tell you, the Kesko put a hell of an outing out here. That young man fought his ass off.
0: Yes, he did. Absolutely. I applaud the young man. Yes. What an incredible, incredible experience for him. This thing could go either way with these
1: two big cats, man. Oh, look at that short clothesline by Hager. You're talking about a three second uh, time limit. That's what you got, three second time limit. To kick out, right, yeah. Jake Hager looking for a short arm clothesline again. Claudio, spin um, off. Oh. The uppercut takes down Hager. Even in midair. Claudio's precision. Yeah, precision. Right, and he brings the
0: hip. Well, ta- ta- taught the uppercut. Shot. Claudio was taught the uppercut oh, by the Dave hip. Taylor, who right. threw the best uppercut the best. in the world. Dave, well, no Dave no will doubt. tell you that Claudio throws a far better uppercut, more dangerous than normal. Well, he's he's <laughs> Claudio. and i'm telling you because claudio let's uh, remind everybody is the man that finished my career by jumping on my head with two feet he finished my 30-year wrestling career but now left and
1: right uppercuts delivered to the chest claudio cast- oh, in man, beautiful beautifully done hager's in a lot of trouble here guys but hager's still standing he's not getting knocked down a dropkick, it's got beautiful. him. There's a lot of ways you can measure the toughness of an individual, and taking the guy's best shot or two and not going down to even a knee is incredible. Florio, another one. That, that uppercut with a lot of momentum behind it. Yeah, Cassie Cassidily is on fire right now. Hager tried to get out of this ring with that momentum of that drop kick to break the momentum. Of Claudio, but he's in hot pursuit. Not stop Claudio is. Claudio uh, it stands the test of time. He, he's just so resilient. Yeah, but so is Hager. Oh, diving crossbody, a huge crossbody. two, oh! Oh, how he hooked that leg into that cradle off the high crossbody, but not enough to get the three on the big man. The explosive power of Jake Hager is unparalleled here in, a, in, in, in probably in the entire industry. In combat sports. In yes, he, yeah. yes. I agree. Claudio must feel very confident here, gentlemen, because he slowed down a half a step, he cracked well. a smile or two, can he do this? Well, he got the double leg on Hager, and now to the big man. The giant swing by Claudio Cassinelli. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've never experienced this, it is a miserable feeling to be on the other end of that. And Don Leo Jonathan, the uh, forerun, the innovator of the giant swing. And Claudio steps through, the scorpion deathlock. is cinched in. He's got a limb, he's got the hand over the kneecap, Jake's got to get to that bottom rope, use those long limbs, he's ranging but he's in trouble. Yeah, I don't think he can make it to the ropes, he's asking for help. Claudio this is. Who the hell oh, wait a second. Wait a minute. The Jericho Appreciation Society, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard hitting the ring. Oh, uh, Claudio takes a swipe at Parker and Menard. Get back here. And Hager. Oh! Hager just planted Claudio. One, two, no! Hager can't believe it. By better than can I? That was the opportunity there. Jr. was right there. Yeah, Hager looking to upset the Dynamite Singles debut of Claudio Castagnoli. I thought he had him there. I thought he, I thought that Claudio was Dunsky. That was razor close, but you can't count out Claudio Castagnoli. No, no, he's going for the ankle lock. Though Hager is so quick to put on, simple of execution. And very effective is the ankle lock. Yeah, it's a nasty hold. Those up kicks. Oh, so those kicks. Very effective those indeed. 20. Right on the jaw, one on the nose. Two gladiators here, man. Uh-oh! Whoa. Whoa. In the fight! Great <laughs> suplex. And Claudio instead intertwines the legs, doesn't go for the pin, and now trying to go right back into that scorpion death yes. all these tough guys like to win by submission when you can you can squeeze the submission out of somebody but look oh, at that Who hand and just got basically knocked out Good. Claudio, ducks the Larry, a two the upper cut that's a just a thing shot. of beauty and that's paint on a serious can and now claudio cuts recall a bomb boy. Two, three! What a friggin' animal. Claudio Castagnoli! What kind of strength is in that guy's body, Regal? Wow! Strength like no other. That was impressive. Like a landslide crashing down the Swiss Alps. Claudio Castagnoli. And a perfect double leg Nelson for the pin there. What a match! These two big monsters had a hell of an outing here. Claudio gets the victory. Good one either way. Another main event level matchup up here in AEW. Live, live, live here in Savannah, Georgia. AEW Dynamite back live here on TBS. Anna Jay taking the fight to the Professor Serena Deeb. Anna showing she's not intimidated, she's not afraid. And she's ready to fight. And we saw in picture-in-picture, in picture. Serena D was really trying to punish, to humiliate Anna J. But I think Serena may have left Anna hanging around for too long, Taz. To yeah, no, no, I think you're exactly right. We're witnessing that. The hometown girl, well, near her hometown, she's really fired up, maybe a release. up. she's like, nice when install the light, late in the when the light suplex. And Anna into the pinning predicament. Serena able to kick out. Anna Jay's 23-2, and 20-22. Two. And a hell of a record. great record. for in And now the Queen Slayer again. Anna attempting to put Serena to sleep, but instead Serena goes through, and now look at... She's got Anna all tied up. Anna able to shift momentum and force the break. Pump the kick out like that. Anna did a really good job on that kick out. And the hip toss attempted. Serena turns her around. Backslide. No, no, just turn it around. Trying to disorient Anna Jay. Serena... in more ways than one just moments ago that just the point that just dizzed you up what just happened yeah, there yep. and now serena oh wow. anna the back body drop and oh wait serena hangs on one two anna so that can be confusing to a younger star like anna J. anna oh man she's sitting right on the back of her head Anna kicked out, but instead found herself in the grips of Serena Deeb. So you find yourself in situations, gentlemen, that you haven't been in before. And that may be what Anna Jay is experiencing right here, right now. Some might think, how does Anna Jay give up? Either bang your foot on the mat and tap out or verbally tap. minute! instead, Anna rolls over into the pinning situation once again serena up to her feet into the midsection once again stopping the momentum of anna j these ladies are so well conditioned Focus. Anna oh. anna Jay. how much better is this young woman getting he's doing excellent and she has serena the rock right now the hammer throw to the corner anna missed with the with the kick and now the oh. Oh. Oh, that's, that's ugly looking wow off the second buckle and Anna's legs were caught outside the ropes and now wait Anna oh transitions into the Queen Slayer. she's got him! what a counter by Anna Jane she's locked, yeah. locked in can't get out here and Serena Deeb is fading I thought she's down it's not no she she broke the legs and she broke out of the legs of Anna And now Serena gets to her knees but Anna's still locked on back up to that vertical base Gotta take control Greg out, out. Yeah, there you go. I'll Greg out of it again wrist control. And Serena maintains control the wrist now. Looking for the serenity lock. Ah, wrenching back. Ah, and tap. Tap. yeah, Anna J to tap out. That's tough. Great match. A great match. But look at this Serena Deeb Once again just trying to humiliate Anna J. That's a bad hold. Let over. That's a dangerous hold there. Uh oh. And he's the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, Mercedes Martinez. Coming right from behind, Serena Deeb. No love loss here between these two former tag team partners. And Serena sent Spillin' to the floor. Mercedes Martinez out here to do the right thing. Yeah, Martinez knows that hold is bad news to keep on. Dangerous. And Serena wants that Ring of Honor Women's World Championship, but you know Mercedes Martinez is not going to give it up easily. Death before dishonor. do will get to do it. they get to find out who the better lady is for the championship on pay per view.
5: Don't blame you know it. do telling to kill be killed. Mess around in blood and get spilled the fill the fill. I'm crazy. You know i my pills. Don't use it. Everybody telling me chill, or calm down, cause it's all now. Catch you when you guard down, take your squad down. Whether it's a big city or a small town, lay your bet down. You can catch around be the next down, let down. I've been bringing it home, it's been a minute. Anything you're dreaming of doing, I bet I did it. Been in it. from the beginning, I'm cooking Just like a skillet. I never know what a limit I killed it until it finished. Now I come in the party to catch a couple of bodies, got you feeling all warm like a cup of Bacardi. I had enough for the police and I'm in need of indefinite. definite. You ask for it long enough, you end up getting it. I rush down, leave the whole team shut down. Gun down like a cowboy your sundown. I'm in here, boy, what now? Make a tough grab with the arms up like a touchdown. From the underground the top of the heap I got a crumble and this run away I'm rocking the beast My head is stop and get it popping and squashing the beat Pretend a competition knocking the E Now let's get it Put him up, put him up, let me see your head Stay your head
6: The war is on the line, it's in the sand
7: So beautifully smashing original meaning of bury the action. I'm furious, ratchet. All of this is hustle and that's it. Folks think of the secrets we quickly that stuff is redacted. You tough and you challenge. You wanna test my grind? Victories the difference between me and opening line. I used to hit a visitor, we dress up to the nines, like a temporary gods and we treat me like I'm the vibe. Folks swallow your face and then attack you, it's with the lies, like the OG that's desert the red of the lie. I'd rather straight claw, throw you around. If you wanna go pound for pound till I climb up, put my place on your all-stars. My bitch you got direction like that. Use the all-stars. Stop to me about it, then it's all guard. Put you in when they ask me about it, I'm the like kidney with a law claw. Nah, I mean listen. I'm just trying to be the king on the scene. To the girls let you know this from my ring you perceive one that they don't got the number 23 so the blink. yeah yeah this is for fighters who's struggling yeah the girls and the efforts they double them yeah so the l transverse to you. yeah yeah put them up put them up let me see your hands the
6: war is on the line is in, in the sand here it is we who they demand the it's time to take a stand
8: Try staying alive like it's Saturday night. All the world's a stage and you're looking a fright. Response should have been the other option of flight. For you, it's a goal, for me, it's all out of spite. Think you're hungry, I am starving and I'm taking a bite. I've been trained, this before my name was even Never said. And the rain, and your pain will be proven brutal, never end and steady gain, I'm mentioned, names on the list. Ever since I was born, stayed hands already in fists. Fist, you- you probably heard I'm unstoppable. Your only pop is from the stack machine in the hospital. hospital. Build your resume, I'm building an arsenal, and going on the hunt like your mission's impossible. impossible. My, my abilities limitless. Ship stack, hit me because I'm going all in on this better. Fight back, like was no one before. Forget your white flag or we're going to war. Now it's go time, show time, no time left. Good luck, break a leg a couple ribs in your neck. And when you fall before the best in the land, drag your body back, come bury your head in the sand. Understand? Put him up, put him up, let me see your head.
0: PwC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. P.W. Hustle,
4: the recognized symbol of
1: excellence in sports entertainment.